Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. I think it's worth a lot. It's worth a lot. What? What are you wearing? Sweater. I'm cold. (laughs) I'm going to pull a Fred. I don't care for it. It's like a Fred McMurray. You wear what you want to wear, Fred. Don't listen to them. I'm going to just do me. So what was up with the hard landing, though? So he thinks that our our pilot isn't, yeah. Was trained by Top Gun. Well, I don't know. We're also that. doing Mach two to Buffalo. <laughs> 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 On the way home, it's a barrel this, roll. The one thing about all of this that's going to piss me off the most. Ooh. Okay, well, well hold but, on. No, no, I'm not done. Not done. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Game was remarkable, not in an outstanding sense, but just it's worth making yeah. remarks about. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. What did he call Parcells? The best game day sideline coach in the history of the modern NFL. Remember that. What? This is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots <laughs> Unfiltered. It is Wednesday here at Gillette Stadium. You got a, you got a kick out of that, huh, Paul? Yeah, Wait. in retrospect and listening to it back, you did say it right the first time. I just must have been maybe scrolling to my phone or something. I missed some pronouns. I missed it too. Yeah, like I missed the it too. he's, the way. But yeah, you said it clearly the first time. Yeah. I just missed it. Well, I, I might have added a few things there, but I, rem- I remember that vividly. That what was day. it again? The greatest uh, sideline coach in the modern era, uh, in the, the history mod- of the modern era, yeah. <laughs> I believe. Something like that. Yeah. You could just say modern era without the history part. But, yeah. Well, you also can just say coach. You know, like it was sideline, <laughs> oh. modern. Like Oh, so it wasn't I – th- I thought it was specifically like sideline when coach. he's on the sideline, that's when he's at his best. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of, lot of qualifiers. He's calling the yeah. game. He's, right. he's got and personnel coming in. Now, if you, now, if you recall, now. like going down the stretch of that 96 season, I think there was a little bit of Robert – sort of reaching out trying to like say you know like we we can we can work through this you can stay yeah you know i think it was like a plea to get him to stay yeah kind of like me at the giants game in the, in the finale that year <laughs> with with al from everett the famous <laughs> al from everett screaming at him tuna don't leave <laughs> al from everett is like on his knees trying to get bill parcells to not not leave the patriots oh and he left yeah. Was that hanging over the team the whole year? Was that I mean, no, was that, late, no, just late. down the stretch? Yeah, just down. And the was stretch. there something specific that kind of reignited it? Uh, just rumors started. Yeah, yeah. There was um, something contractual. Like he asked for like a year to be taken off his contract or something like that. And there was some some kind of a clause in there that was altered. And yeah, well, I w- it was I'll, late in the year. I mean, yeah. it's it's history now, so I can probably say it. Oh well, probably I, not. I remember during the whole controversy this is when we all worked in Boston because um, there was no room at the old stadium and the crafts had a floor at one Boston place and uh, you know I would see Robert a lot because you know you're all on the same floor and he pulled out from his desk drawer uh, the contract but it was one page of the contract with a paragraph blown up and circled and it was that paragraph that gave him ironclad rights to Parcells no matter what happened. Right. And that's how they were able to get the compensation uh, from the Jets. 
but he showed me that. I was like, okay, you thought ahead. That's yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. That's yeah. smart. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, yeah. he's a billionaire. He's a smart businessman. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so well, that was that. And here we are. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's Deuce. It's Paul. It's me. Evan will be by yeah, later. He's, he's out of practice, practice right now. He should now. be in soon. We'll, uh, yeah, practice a little change to the schedule. A little early practice Now, what do you today? make of that, Fred, the change of the schedule? Guys are banged up. That's what Bill Well, it's a shorter <laughs> what, what practice. What is that? <laughs> yeah, guys are banged up. No, it's a shorter practice like last week because guys are banged up. But what do you think yeah. of the altering of the schedule, the timing? Oh. Um, I don't ask why. I just love it because it's a 2 o'clock locker room. And that's <laughs> the answer, Mike. That's the answer. Good. Don't ask Good. why. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they're uh, – they're probably just kind of in walk through everything. There's not much I mean, really like, new things to install. Yeah, like what are we just doing? Like, this where everybody got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just like. Are we giving up on the team? If this is the last game, like if this is Bill's last game, right? Like, do you think that in the back of his mind he's like, you know, I come up with like the, the wing tee or something? That's crazy. what I said oh, yesterday. Right. Come like out a, with the wing tee. I must, I must have had like a just. A, you didn't see hear that? I don't know. You you don't listen to me anymore. Paul. I don't, and I'm I'm really upset you with myself. You don't give me flowers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that's oh, that's just poor getting to me. flowers. That goes back to that song too. Correct. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't. Bring, yeah. So you don't bring me flowers. You know why? Okay. It could be a million reasons why, but. I think tomorrow in the schedule is supposed to be back normal. So yeah, I don't know, just yeah to you get that the split day. the split squad uh, yeah. locker room again tomorrow. No, thank yeah, thank God. That's uh, that's not that's not a fun thing. But, I mean, yeah. But have we uh, got any updates on the weather? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, there's two kind of competing models that I looked at. <laughs> the European model and the uh, model. Yeah, that, yeah. You're right. I don't know what the other one was. There were a couple words. Um, Patriots.com meteorologist think Mike Dussault is reporting. I believe the European model was three to six inches. Um, the other model, though, was a little bit higher. That was like six to ten maybe. Um, and what are we so hearing? It's supposed to start, start at midnight. Midnight, midnight Saturday, so it's tough to get here? Is it tough to get here? Probably tough to get out. I know. It's uh, if it was anything but the last game, I would be like dreading it. I mean, I'm sure people are dreading it, but I, I don't know. I live close, so that's an advantage. But it's just uh, I want to see what the atmosphere is going to be like. I've never been to a, a Patriots snow game in my life, so oh my, it'll be it'll Fred be nice to sit tell up stories. in the warmth of the press box, just looking down <laughs> on the poor plebes down there, like having a struggle. So you'll get to look down <laughs> on the Jets the way that Andy and I looked down at the Arizona Cardinals in oh, 08 boy. and said. They're going to get blown out. Oh, I know. They're going to get off the <laughs> you can just oh, tell no. They don't want to be here, no. even though the Jets play in a, you know, obviously a similar climate. Yeah, but they are, they're done. And I mean, imagine having to go on the road. And then, yeah, I mean, last it's probably game be of the difficult. year, buses double parked. Did yeah. they ever do stuff with weather like this? I mean, it's, are there any precautionary measures employed? I mean, there was obviously the 09 game was, I mean, but that was, that was just, that wasn't like plowable snow was it that well, you was mean just more if a you got like a like a major blizzard, blizzard where you got like Saturday 20 night. inches yeah, yeah. They, they, i mean the nfl has moved games around yeah in recent years well as of yesterday down on the cape when mm -hmm. it's usually a little warmer yeah um it was chance of rain on sunday now they've changed it to a chance of snow yeah so that tells you something right there everything i saw seems like snow snow is happening no, i'm sure pvd will get more uh, than anyway. everybody else yeah. in the area i know well it's i mean it's a wide range so I'm sure I can't wait. People are going to ask Bill about it on Friday, and I'll be like, I don't know. You know, he always yeah. like plays those things. Sometimes they say it's going to be foot. There's nothing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just have to leave the house at four in the morning. Probably, you know, <laughs> probably affected. Get your snowshoes. Get your snow yeah. skis. Your cross country yeah. skis in the back of your car in case you get stuck. I mean, the good thing is it is a Sunday, so the roads won't be as you know crowded. Yeah. Um, Tell my wife I'll shovel when I get home. Just <laughs> stay in the house. Did you ever sit in a snow game, Paul, as a, as a Patriots fan? No. No, 
didn't some have um, some rain and cold, but never snow. Yeah, I I got pretty lucky. I didn't really even have. I had some windy games, but I didn't have like a lot of rain or uh, or snow. Mud, mud, a lot of mud. The old stadium, right? Yeah. It's like surrounded by mud. Yeah. All right. Um. So Jets. I mean, <laughs> is that a question? I don't know. Is yeah. it Jets? I don't know if we got Jets? really anything. You know, Bill didn't really. You know didn't really provide anything today um Quinn Williams is good Garrett Wilson is good yeah, yeah. Reese Hall's good that's about it those guys were highlighted yeah um, and I mean they have some talent and I and I do think for the most part they've 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 competed but they just turn the ball over too much and they lead the league right yeah, yeah. 32 I think giveaways um and it, it's, it's really hard like you know just think about what the Patriots defense went through on Sunday that has been the norm for the Jets. Yeah. And, you know, they're still – I mean, they're, they're, their defense is still pretty good, but it's just hard to keep teams down when you're constantly giving them short fields and and, uh, and extra possessions. Yeah, it was um, – you know, I do, I do my next-gen stats, um, which I just – I think statistically the Jets' defense shapes up a lot more. Just on paper, like you'd want a good defense to, to shape up. You know, it's – they're fifth in pressure rate – but they're um, but they're thirty thirty first in blitz rate, so they don't blitz, they get pressure. You know, contrast that though with the Patriots, who are ninth in blitz rate and twenty sixth in pressure. You know, so it's just a little bit of a contrast between the two teams and you know, kind of their style. The Patriots, we've given them a lot of credit, but I, I still you know continue to say, I mean, eighteenth in, in pass EPA. They, 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 this Jets defense is probably better than this Patriots. I defense. wonder though, like if you look at the way Barmore has been playing down the stretch, if he had played that way throughout. Yeah, if that pressure rate would go up because he's he's back there a lot. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, a good question of, of how much they've they've risen. I mean, they haven't really gone too crazy with um with with the blitzing, but it's I don't know. I just I think that there's work to be done on the defensive side of the ball as much as that's going to get ignored and probably fall by the wayside with a lot of our off season discussion and and rightly so. I mean, I think me and everyone were saying like look like the first two picks of the draft have to go to the offensive side of the ball at least right like. It's just hard to bank a case for any real position unless you want to talk to me about a real good pass rusher. But right. otherwise, and like, that's the only way I would have anything before day three yeah. go on defense is if you had a chance for a, a pass rusher that can impact the game off the edge. Yeah, you know, you're obviously you're going to get um, you're going to get defensive backs later in the draft. You always do. Um, so. Well, I, I agree with you, Mike. It, I think you have to it, devote it, it this draft to offense. It seems among the Patriots' wise guys that the play is Harrison, <laughs> trade back up, and get Penix. Yeah. That, that's the play. So I have a question for that. Yes. No, And I don't necessarily mind the, the rationale, yeah. but what do you have to trade up with after you take number three? I mean, all the talk yesterday, not to derail well, your question. Well, how far but up do you have to trade in? There, I mean, there was well, just depends on who you, you – know, that's a great question. I don't have the answer. But yeah. a lot of people think that Penix is rising up the board. Yeah. Well, just kind of seeing yesterday there was speculation on what Chicago might get. If they were to trade it, they were to keep fields. And, you know, just talking about Chicago, kind of sitting yeah. in the driver's seat. And it was huge. I mean, it's, you know, a couple first-rounders. Like, it's Oh, I, I saw a second or third-round yeah. pick, Jeremy Fowler. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe we read different things. But yeah. I don't know. It's just the more – Wait, wait, wait. I think you might be think, uh, talking about different things. You're talking about if – If somebody wanted to trade up to the first overall pick. If somebody wants to trade, to trade into the pick. first round. You're talking about I, for I think, fields, right? I think I had, like, 
I, I had an aneurysm, I think. Oh, I, no. that, yeah. That's exactly what he said, and somehow right. I was thought you were talking about what it would take what? to get fields. Right. Oh, oh. Right. I, that's totally my fault. Totally my bad. I don't. I don't know me. what I'm doing. Scary. Like just a couple. There's a second and a third to get to the first overall pick. Yeah, like yeah. sign no. me up tomorrow. And, and no, no, no. You, let yeah. him, you just let him go. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, why? he was like we read different things. Oh, right. I, right. But yeah. no, we because we because basically we're talking about two totally. But, but different it, things. it all yeah. depends. Like who is the team trying to get to the first? If they're lower, they're going to have to give up more. Yeah. If it's like us in the third slot. We wouldn't have to give up as much. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it's it's great to be Chicago right now, but I, I don't know. I just I, I continue that this is a really deep draft with receivers, and you know, to put all your eggs in a basket of not only taking Marvin Harrison, but making no strides to protect your quarterback, and then just assuming you're going to get Michael Penix, who I mean, God, after that performance the other night, and and whatever he does in this national championship game, is it hard to imagine that some team's going to trade up and take him? By the mid first round, like I, yeah. so it's. Well, I, that, that was my point. Like, if yeah. he, if it's like one of those deals where you have like the third or fourth pick of the second round, and you want to get to like twenty nine, absolutely you can do that. But yeah. what if you need to get to fifteen to get right. Penix? And like, right. what did Kenny Pickett go at? Like, like eighteen. You know, I mean, Michael Penix looks way better to me than than Kenny Pickett. Um, so. I don't know. It's it's complicated. I, I, I admittedly, I've I've started looking at some of these guys. I've looked. I'm looking at the tackles, and you know, I just I think that that remains something. As much as people are going to be kicking and screaming about it, it's something that I know. You just you know, even to take it's a one quarterback, of those things, like it's not sexy, but we really need it. No, and, and I mean, and um, you know, I just I, I going in on Olu Fashanu for a second. Like, just I didn't really start with his film. I just started watching him, like interviews, and you know, what kind of guy he is, and learning about him, and like. You know, it's you need a foundational player. You need a kind of guy who, uh, you know, I don't want to say he's Matthew Slater, but I mean, super smart, super, you know, intelligent, kind of got everything together, went back to, to try to win. You know, there, there's a lot of things to like about that guy. And, and as, as much as people would hate it, it's, you know, it's just hard to say we're going to draft a quarterback. We're not going to do anything to protect him, though. I mean, we know what that formula kind of looks like. I, I just I, I I hesitate on on Marvin yeah. Harrison. Those those moves to me seem like we just need like it'd be a great move for Chicago, right? Like if they really believe in Fields, right? Get yep. a guy. He's close. You know, he's he's, yep. he's played in these kind of environments. Like so that I, to me makes sense. I think but. it's setting up for them perfectly. Like if because I think it's worth the risk because I think the the reward is huge. If if Fields is actually starting to get it, and you stick with him. And you draft Marvin Harrison, and then your other pick is going to be like ten or eleven, and you get a tackle. Yeah, boom. I mean, you, I mean, and if, if the Patriots were in that position, or, like you know, you or know. help your defense, like some, you know, you get a high pick. Though, I mean, look at Houston last year, similar thing, right? Like, I yeah. mean, get two high round picks. They you they hit on both of them, and yeah. all of a sudden, you're not that far away from no. at least being competitive. And they have been. What are they? Six and five in their last eleven, something like that. Jeez, oh, Paul, I don't know. Chicago. <laughs> Six and five. Now his still. record as a starter <laughs> is terrible. Do you guys I don't follow even, the league at all? I don't know. I just don't know their last eleven games. Evan, like, sit down I so I can talk <laughs> football with somebody, please. <laughs> I'm just watching Evan try to adjust his seat because he, he's going lower <laughs> instead of higher. <laughs> Evan, please sit down and get on the mic. I need somebody to talk about the NFL <laughs> at large. What are Hello. the uh, What are the Bears in their last eleven, Evan? Do you, you got that? I, well, <laughs> my point is. They, I mean, he still has a terrible record as a starter. Yeah. It's like way below 500. But lately, like the last whatever eight, ten games, he's been better, and they've been winning since he came back from his injury. Now, it might just be a soft spot in the schedule. It could be as simple as that. Now, I look at the two Detroit games. I don't know. Detroit's pretty good, and they had them. They should have beaten them twice. Yeah. They split the two games. 
I don't know. Yeah. And um, I think we talked about Penix. I think, Evan, you said senior bowl for him yesterday. Yeah. So Jim and Nagy teased on uh, Monday night during the game. Yeah. Oh, wait till you see him in Mobile. Yeah. So but they don't have like a formal announcement yeah. like they did with Bo Nix. Yeah, Bo Nix had the formal announcement. Yeah. So that's two of the quarterbacks that are a little bit further down that will be at the senior bowl and, yep. you know, will be there. Yeah. Uh, well, not me. But <laughs> you're, you're coming? <laughs> no. Oh, don't get my hopes up Evan, like that. Evan will be there. Southern it, Alabama. It's going to be uh, – that I'm really looking forward to seeing – Nick's because I think there's a lot of there's a mixed bag on him right now of some people love him some people hate him so it'd be good to see him in a a different environment because that Oregon offense is very unique and uh, very simple in a lot of ways like Justin Herbert I think was held back a lot by that offense in college too so be cool to see him in like a pro style offense and how he operates down there so Evan's here hi by the way (laughs) Evan has returned from practice Evan has returned from Evan, a little bit of a change in schedule today. Yeah, a little bit of a change at 12 o'clock practice, like the good old days, you know, going oh, back to the yeah. 11.30 bill, 12 o'clock practice, missed that. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, maybe it'll come back next year. Uh, we have uh, two absences at Patriots practice today. Miles Bryant, who I don't know why he was not at practice, uh, maybe uh, an illness or something like that. Wasn't hurt during the game, to my knowledge, so who knows, and uh, no Trent Brown who I think is just I think we might have seen nah, the last nah, nah, we might have sent him to pasture yeah, yeah it might be it might be time on that one it'd be interesting to see when we go into the locker room it, does it, does he have a locker is his yeah. locker cleaned out it's you know what's the situation and moved out were they outside they were outside and not in pads. Not in pads. It's going to be a really light practice and today. And why do you think that is? There's a lot of guys banged up according to the head coach. I think there's also this I mean, what are they really playing for on Sunday in this game? I, I think there's a lot of... What about finish strong? Uh, Whatever happened uh, to that? that that's know? that's fair. I, yeah. I mean, they did the same thing last week, a lighter practice yeah. on Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow will be like a full schedule down here like it usually is on Wednesdays and Thursdays. You know, okay. uh, full practice, 4.30 locker room, you know. So uh, tomorrow will be normal. I think they, they're going easy on the guys a little bit this, this late in the year. Yeah, so they, I mean, it's true they probably are banged up and yeah you know yeah i think there are a lot of guys even that are banged up that aren't necessarily front and center on the injury report every single week uh just bumps and bruises of the season uh thinking about the center for example david andrews who's uh, played started every game and is almost played every single snap i i think for them on offense this year guys like that i think are are pretty much tapped out at this point okay um, how was the media contingency? Ooh. A lot of media, I would say today. I think or contingent. Uh, or Belichick coming in <laughs> this morning, and you know he's getting the questions, and of course he's got got all the deflections to. We're just focused on the Jets. We're just focused on the Jets. Not even just about his future, but futures of people on the team. You know, other players on the team. Obviously, Bill O'Brien, like how his performance was uh, this year, like all that kind of stuff, and. Uh, a lot of it is just, you know, we're just focused on the Jets right now. Um, has Have national guys started showing up on the scene yet? <laughs> Not yet. No. 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 No national guys. No, and I think the snowstorm might scare them off on Sunday. No, so. that's true. Oh, they might have yeah. to be yeah. tough to get be. here. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. 
the I, mood of the team. Oh, oh. I gotta admit, it, it didn't start off well. We, oh, we, we walked into we walked into practice and Fight? maybe we were like thirty seconds early into practice because the music wasn't playing yet, and it was everybody was just kind of standing around, and it, it was kind of bizarre. And Barth and I were just like everybody looked at shh. shh, shh. They're coming. They're coming. Is they're it, coming. Is everything right. all right? Here we go. Then, yeah. then the music started and the stretching started and it felt like a normal practice. But that, I think we that probably happens every practice. They just open the door maybe. They'll just sit there and early. stare at each other in silence on it's the like, field. Oh, like, but wait. Yeah. You, it's like Everett High c- circa 1985. <laughs> well, what do you say? Open the door. In, oh, the, of the gate. Of the gate. Oh, the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Lower, lower Lower. The gatekeeper. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. God. Yeah. You say yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's that's your practice report. That's it. That's for what it's worth. Yeah. I have a question. Um, how does what is the mechanics of the day after, like the locker clean? I, I, I'm trying so to remember. The, yep. There's a mandatory yeah. uh, availability. The locker room will be open in on Monday. person. In person. Yep. In person. Bill. Will Bill be uh, in person? No, no. He usually so, does it on on Zoom the next morning. And and that would also, he wouldn't necessarily have a. Press, like yeah. if you're, if you're right. asking the that's question, what I, yeah, that's what I'm asking. He wouldn't like necessarily have a press conference. Right. Now, I do, I can tell you, you know, from being around when Pete Carroll's last day, the, you know, the announcement went out, and he did not do a press conference from inside the old Patriots Club. Do you remember this, Freddie? I think you were you were there. It was in the parking lot. Yeah, and they had makeshift like. They had like a mic did he have stand. A bo- did he have a box in his hand? Like people, <laughs> people literally were like putting their microphones up and That's they were wild. taping them all together. And there was a big group of us around him, and he talked for a little bit. And uh, and some of the fraud media that oh, were killing God. him just put see Pete, bye right. Pete, best of luck Pete. Yeah. Like doing the swim move around people to yeah. get in there so they could get shake his hand. And I was like, it, yeah, all right, you've been killing him for like three months. Why was it in the parking lot, Fred? Because. Is it which he was no longer the head coach of the Patriots. He just yeah. like his key card didn't work anymore. He can't yeah. get in. Literally, like, sorry. That's what I said. Like the box with the stapler. That's our stapler. Like. And, and wasn't that the day that we saw Robert Kraft drive off with Bill Belichick? Remember that? I do not remember. Oh, jeez, yeah. the body's not that gone. happened. Yeah, Cold Bill, uh, Robert, and Bill had a conversation in in the car, and they drove away together. Based on That's my wild. last two shows, I'm just going to say, y- yeah. No, it's that happened. <laughs> I have no recollection that of happened. that at all. That's wild. They had it's a like conversation. like a little, little red convertible. I, and I, th- I think at the time, Robert said, you know, I am or was considering bringing you on as head coach, but it's too close to I need the separation. Yeah. I, I thought it will be interesting. Wait the, a the, the, the Do you think he, he had a conversation with Belichick about wanting to hire him, but he thought it was too close? He said – you were someone I'm I'm considering, but it's too close. So this was when Parcells left. Yes. Okay, I'm talking about when Carroll left. Oh. <laughs> which is which is why I had no recollection oh. of it because oh. yeah, I right. wasn't there when yeah, Parcells right. left. <laughs> I was there when Carroll left. I'm thinking left. 96. Okay. I'm sorry, 97. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. that was when he drove off with the, yeah was it uh, after Parcells because that was weird. I had no right. recollection like, of that. No, like, after Parcells, you have like uh, the paparazzi yeah, photo. Right, right, right. He drove he drove off with Bill. Got like a hat on. Yeah, after. After Carol, like Paul said, it was in the parking lot, and um, it was kind of weird. It was it was a different, surreal kind of 
that is bizarre. environment. And I think he wanted to to talk. Like he actually made a big deal. He goes, I just want to go around and say hey to a bunch of you know typical Pete. Totally. You know, yeah. just want to say hey hey to Mike Mike <laughs> and Evan. <laughs> yeah. You know, some, some of the go. fellas. Um, he, I think he just wanted to do it. I think he, it, he just is a good guy. And I yeah. think he kind of felt like, yeah, he, I want to say goodbye to all he these was people too, that have been he here. He was, was too nice. nice. Yeah. He yeah. was too and, and some of these guys took advantage of him. And I, I think that's all he wanted to do. Now, he wasn't the coach of the Patriots anymore, so they're not going to have the press conference on, you know, in, like inside the Patriots' offices and, and whatnot. So it was weird. So guys like Borges would take it, you know, $5 million linebacker. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. It's 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 BS. Yeah, only, yeah. only he didn't say BS. Right. And then Pete goes, "Oh, we're swearing now." Huh? Yeah. But like, you don't do like that's disrespectful. Yeah. I thought. Do you think uh, uh, Ronnie was disrespectful that day? Yeah. Do you think there might be a similar situation this time around where Bill needs some separation before he could hire someone from the staff, like a Gerard? Like, do you think he he would need that separation again to Who? get Robert? Robert. Well, you know how he had he had Bill in house, and he felt like he needed to yeah. get Parcells out and po- possibly. You know, I mean, but it's. Well, that's how I feel, but I don't know, a lot of yeah. people disagree with no, me. No, but yeah. and I've heard, you know, he doesn't. He wants the continuity. Yeah, like it's not all bad, you know. So why blow it up? You know, I yeah, it's hard. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That Monday morning is going to be very telling because oh yeah, he Bill usually starts talking about this season that we're currently in in the past tense. Correct. Right. On it's a, we're, we're, right. We, we don't. We can't even talk about it anymore. Right. <laughs> so so well, that's lot, we, we, we won the last game last year. <laughs> right. So he'll call, start calling this year last year, even though last year just ended twelve minutes ago or whatever. And he also that playoff game was the epitome of that. Yeah, and he'll also talk about the off season and and you know kind of things moving forward and all that kind of stuff and if he's not going to be here then yeah. it's going to be odd to get those questions of like oh so what do you think you're going to do with the second overall pick and he's you know not the one making it I, it's just a weird gonna I, be a weird dynamic. i wonder if it's scheduled and then we get like uh actually it's not going to happen this morning like one of those kind of updates right yeah. it's a it is a great great point mike because i i i don't know how fast it's going to happen if it happens and if it's not done do you just let him have his regular well you like, you also have to call monday morning right cuz you also have to worry about raising eyebrows in the media of because you know that'll happen we always do this every monday morning after the game is over after the season's over like why not this week and it you know why not this year but if he does it and they're going to say well i guess bill's staying you know yeah. it, you know yeah, it just kind of kind of coming to a head here folks. it's going to be a very interesting weekend all right, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline, web so radio. We should take Monday off. Patriots.com is the uh, email address. Anything else we want to bring up? Um, no, I don't think no? so. We, before, Evan, when you walked in, we were talking a little bit draft. Oh, yeah. and uh, I, I never talk about the draft. No, so. no. It's no. when the teams take the players. Yeah, can you explain it to me like I'm five? So one of the things, we were talking about the Bears and their situation. Yeah, it's great situation if they if they do decide to move on from fields is it do you think they would want to make that trade prior to the draft or can they wait till after the draft and then trade them um i don't know i think it'd be better for them to do it before the draft yeah a because they would get picks right but also to let everybody know you know like i can bump up his value by saying i don't have to take caleb williams i can just keep if you know, if yeah. you guys are calling yeah. me looking to make a trade. Leverage. Yeah. yeah. I That's mean, I think people would, you know, rightly say, well, if he's listening to me talk about a potential trade, he's planning on yeah. taking Caleb Williams. You also have 
a, a lot of teams will will draft quarterbacks that maybe were, would have been looking at Justin Fields and now that you take yeah. those teams out, out of the equation. Even if they draft somebody on day two, they really like the guy. If it's right. Bo Nix or Penix or something like that, then all of a sudden you know that team is, is off the board. But I, I feel like the, the Bears, I have already – just put Marvin Harrison Jr. in a Bears uniform, yeah. and however, wherever they pick him in the top three or four picks, I I don't know, but I just feel like that's yeah. where that pick is going to be. Whether it's, I, I would think that they would probably trade no lower than three because they don't want to li- risk yeah. losing him. Yeah, at that point, it's a good point. So maybe it's uh, I would say the Commanders are probably a good candidate to trade to one new owner, probably new new GM, new leadership there wanting to make a splash, and I could see them trading up to one. That makes yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Washington I w- would be, a, I think, a, a logical partner. I like it just because you, you, you know, I know what Fields is. I mean, I don't, I don't, actually, we don't know what Fields is, but I think you've already kind of spent that first round pick on him, and you've put some time and effort into him, and even if he's not the guy, at least then you say, well, we put the pieces around him, we gave him Harrison, right. maybe we drafted one of these tackles, and if it doesn't work, you still have other guys. Like, if you just immediately blow him up and go to another quarterback, who's to say the same thing isn't going to happen again? You know, for all his warts, at least, you kind of know what he is. And yeah, I, don't know, I like yeah. that method. You saw it through to the end. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Like, like if it doesn't was, get any better next year, at least at least you know. You gave him the resources. You gave him the time. Yep. You stuck with the same coach, and it didn't work. Yeah, now, it's obviously bad for the, the Bears if that happens, but at least you don't have any. Did we pull the plug too soon? And, and at least you feel like you've got a favorable situation for whatever you got to get right. next time. And if it didn't work, you're going to be picking up high again, and you'll that's, probably that's have a my whole thing with Chicago is yeah. if it doesn't work with Justin Fields, then you're going to be picking in the top ten again next year anyway. So then just draft the quarterback then, yeah. you yeah. know. So. And you might get a similar situation. I, I do think um, you know the quarterback thing that we talk. You know, we, the more we talk about Penix and Knicks and McCarthy, and I do think that the the COVID stuff is starting to show in the depth of some of these positions and. You do have more options at quarterback than yeah. you probably would in a normal year, right? Because so many of these guys, like Penix, is six years. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's is six years, I think, too. Yeah, are uh, we get Daniels away from is this? six years. Are we going to get away from yeah, this? Yeah, well, eventually of, it's going to cycle out. Yeah, that's some of it's going to take a while. But, but the transfer portal is also such a huge yeah, factor. Yeah, that's a part of too. Because these guys, you know, if Penix never transfers to Washington, then we're probably not having the conversation of him being even in the first round because he doesn't have the platform to showcase himself yeah. in the college football playoff and the right. Pac-12 championship. But we're at this point now with these guys where they go three years at Auburn and then Bo Nix transfers to Oregon and plays a couple years at Oregon and then goes to the NFL. Yeah. So I, I think in some ways, though, I, you know, we were talking about this a little bit off the air. Like, I think it's good because these quarterbacks that come in super young and, and super green are, are just getting thrown into the fire and they're raw. You know, they don't have the, the not enough starts, especially from a mental standpoint. They just don't have the the IQ to be an NFL starter right out of the gate. And I wonder if maybe some of these five, six-year college players might be starting from a higher point of development that they can step in and be a little bit better out of the gate. Like, I, I just think about all these guys that, that have flopped recently. A lot of them were underclassmen or, uh, you know, didn't play a ton of football. Like a Mac Jones who had one year as a starter, you know, at Alabama. Like, it, yeah. maybe he just wasn't ready, you know. Uh, maybe he just wasn't mature enough Yeah, yeah to do it. It's, and on the flip side, so what if he's 24? I mean, these guys play now to 35, 36, 37. What are we worried about anything beyond that, you yeah. know? 
It does. It doesn't really overly concern me. I mean, it's just it seems like it's like a high class problem to worry about. Like, well, what if he's great? We've only got nine years of him instead of ten. I, so what? Yeah. Yeah. I just think quarterback is a position. In, I, I made Evan very happy after the show yesterday because like, this is dry, grinding my yeah, gears. I think Paul. a quarterback is a position that would that would matter the least. And yeah. you could make an argument it's better for the experience, and the guy comes in a little bit closer. And what's the difference if you like you said, Fred? If the guy works out, you got him for at least a decade. Yeah, yeah. How so, much more do you want? And just a little more mature too, like to take over the leadership of a team and a bunch of you know NFL veteran guys. That's a yeah. tough place, tough bunch of personalities to kind of command a presence. And you know, a kid like Penix, who's done it at a couple programs. I mean, he seems like he could handle it. That's that's what excites me maybe the most about Penix. Like, obviously, a lot of these guys have really good physical tools. You know, they're they can all throw, they can all move around, like those types of things. But from what you hear from Washington, like he's the alpha in the room. And there's a lot of really good players on that Washington team. You know, it's not a Dunze. It's not, you know, some of those other guys that are going to be first round top 50 prospects when it's Penix, who's the leader of that Washington team. And I think that's yeah. what you need at that position. Totally. Do you think this is a, a year sticking to the draft that misinformation will come into play even more like, you know, a team, who's really looking for a quarterback, kind of makes it known that they're looking at Harrison to kind of force Chicago's hand or, you know. I think it always happens to some degree, you know. I mean, I, I, I always think, like, you get to the combine and the medicals is a big thing. So, like, you could see with Penix, you know, somebody, Tom Pelissero comes, teams were a little bit shaken by, you know, when they had their doctors check him out. Like, things like that that could be put out there yeah to try to push him down a little bit I, I, but i think that stuff happens every year i don't know why this year would be small necessarily hands. unique small wrists small hands i small do wrists. wonder i do wonder about the cardinals because they it's different regime but they've done this before where they say oh they, you know josh rosen is our guy yeah, and then, then and said well they kyler's that, that guy yeah. right yeah. And yeah. I, well, I just, yeah i think that's why you were bringing it yeah, up. I, yeah i just don't believe 100 percent until they don't turn in a card with the quarterback's name that the cardinals are all in on kyler and yeah. not taking quarterback is Caleb Williams not going to be the first overall pick? I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Because, you know, I heard just today on one of Paul's show a, a, another Caleb Williams story that, uh, you know, his team USC in their bowl game said, now we're a team. Now we're a team. And meaning that, you know, he's not oh, there. That he was, yeah. And that he had a birthday party and nobody, sh none of his teammates <laughs> showed up. You didn't hear that. I did hear that. No. <laughs> No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. I did. I heard that on one of Paul's shows this morning. Uh, that, that's, that's, so it sounds like something Joe Murray would say. Uh, I think it might have been. <laughs> this was like Josh Rosen Bo had Callahan. This, a lot of the same things coming out. You know, he had like a hot tub in his dorm room and yeah, like right. stuff like that. And you know, it, that was well, the, the book on him. Yeah, spoiled well, rich Josh what, Rosen. What was the problem with Josh Rosen? He stunk. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Caleb Williams doesn't stink. All right. No. But it, he seems like a USC. Paul's going to go down with Caleb Williams. No, no. I just like if you want to give me reasons. Everyone's saying this. It's a good. This is it's Paul. a good. It's a good. Paul. No. it's a good prospect to go First down. First of all, not everybody's down. saying it. Everybody's saying he's going to be the number one overall pick. No, I think the like that's what that's what people are saying. But what? I, but my point is, if you want to tell me that Caleb Williams doesn't do X, Y, and Z, and for that reason, I don't think he's going to pan out. I'll listen to that all day. I am by as far away from one of those experts as you can get. I just don't want to hear. He cried after they lost the game, so mm. he's emotionally oh, unstable. Do you think that leadership is any part of being a quarterback? Yeah, I think if you listen to – and I can give you a story that was written in the L.A. Times from late November. He is an exceptional leader. 
and considered to be a great teammate by his teammates. And I, and I can show you the old okay. clip from a guy if you want that. But, again, if you want to tell me he can't do things, I, I, I'll listen to that. Just don't tell me that he's not going to succeed because he cried to his mother after a game. Yeah, I like think That's not a valid reason to be down on a guy. Yeah, the only football reason to be down on Caleb Williams is that he holds the ball forever. And he's a little small. Yeah, like, like, and, and I think that's, that stuff to me, that would cause me to, to take a second look. Yeah, he's not as small as like Bryce Young or, no. or certainly. 6'1". Like yeah, right? but I, I would just – he holds the ball for a while. He plays them home-style game, and – Mahomes, it translated for Mahomes, but is it going to translate for the next guy is the big question. You know, there's only one Steph Curry, right? Like, not everybody's going to shoot threes like that. It's kind of the same thing with with Patrick Mahomes' comparison with Caleb. So, is he... Is he good enough that he can run around, hold the ball forever? You know, a bunch of turnovers in college, a bunch of fumbles, strip sacks, things that like that. That would cause me pause. Yeah. Like, sure. that, that's, an, that's an evaluation of his skill set and whether or not it translates to the NFL. Yep. I think Patrick Mahomes is a lot bigger than people think. Oh, he's a big guy. So, yeah. I, I think that when you run around and you take some hits, you're able to withstand him. And I think that's part of the Bryce Young issue right now is he's so small, he can't play that way. Yeah. He can't run around and take hits because he'll break. Yeah. And yeah. I think that might be a concern with Caleb Williams. If yeah. he's holding the ball so long – you know, and now he's subjecting himself to hits. I don't think he's got that frame necessarily to withstand that. Yeah, he's not an anticipatory thrower from the pocket. Like, he's not going to sit there and see it happen before it happens and make throws like that. He's a guy that's going to want to move around and is going to want to create plays with his legs and extend plays and things like that. If you, like, harness that and put it in the right offense, like the Chiefs have done with Mahomes, it can be electric. But it could also be – he could be a fumble machine like he has been at times at, at USC. He seems to me kind of like a representative of this new age of college player that is used to – he's got money. He's in advertisements. You know, like he is – I mean, and, of course, Matt Leinart was the face of their franchise, but it just seems even – more so to me with him like oh, he seems it's all changed. everywhere i mean i'm yeah. seeing ads already on tv with him it's just it's interesting how those things are going to play out as this as we continue to go down this road of athletes who are coming into the nfl they're used to being the face of an organization um and you know what what does it look like if it's not the same like what if he goes to a small market team and he's you know not getting that kind of um i don't want to say attention necessarily but he's just not the you know the same kind of juice that he had at, at usc it's and I think it's just the start of it, really. I mean, this is going to be, you know, I, I mean, are there other quarterbacks that have come out that have been kind of this high profile? He feels like he's already kind of made it, you know, well, to I, me. I wonder, like, you know, it's back in the day, but when Elway or Eli Manning famously refused to go to the team that drafted them, yeah, you know, when they got to their team, you know, did people yeah. kind of look at them like, I just, who do you think yeah, you are? I'll, you know? yeah, I'll bet you there were. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. wonder how much fire there is with that smoke of his dad and, you know, the like, kind of high maintenance, those kind of things. Like, but is, I think is there true smoke that can affect his play on the field there? Like, I don't that's want that I smoke. I think, my, <laughs> I think Mike brings up a really good point about it because I, I do think that's where it's going. Like, you're not yeah. going to get these guys that like and i think that rubs a lot of people like my age the wrong way and i think that's where you're seeing some of the blowback is this the Heisman trophy winner he's on the Heisman commercial he's still in college it's a different landscape yeah. and and you and i don't have to like it i don't particularly like it but that's the way it is and i i think you have to accept i think all of these guys are going to come out of school now with a degree of that you yeah. know, as they enter yeah. the league right well i think that's a great point too it's Paul, a different spot. because even though you don't see these guys a lot of them now 
they're not coming to the NFL because they need money now, right? Like a lot of guys would come into the NFL completely motivated by, I got to buy my mom a house, you know, or those, they don't, that, that there isn't as much of that anymore. It doesn't seem like, it seems like guys are already, you know, having these, these sponsorship deals in there. You know, I just, I wonder overall if you're going to get as many hungry Dude, football players. Dude, imagine how much money me and you could have made. <laughs> I know, Holy Cross. The NIL. <laughs> the Holy Cross. I'm sure they're rolling in the NIL money at uh, Holy Cross hockey, but. Could have gotten, yeah. like, gift certificates uh, to, like, T. Anthony's. Yeah. yeah. T's probably. Uh, it's, a good, sure. it's a good litmus test of the league because I think between Caleb's, whatever you want to call it, attitude, personality, and, you know, a guy like Daniels' skill set. Like, Jaden Daniels, you know, it, Lamar Jackson went, 32nd overall in his draft just five years ago with a very similar skill set as Jaden Daniels. So like, is it, have they changed that way too? Like have we changed in this, in the sense that a guy that's probably better as a runner than a thrower, but he's dynamic at both. Is that good enough now to be a top 10 pick or a top five pick versus Lamar Jackson, who was a better prospect in a lot of ways than Jaden Daniels couldn't barely made it in the first round let, let alone a top 10 pick how do you feel like outside of lamar jackson the recent sample size of guys that kind of fit Jaden daniel's profile of the success they've had in the league like what does that point towards yeah it's a good question i mean i think him i like a guy like justin fields i think is a little different because justin fields didn't run a ton in college because he was a, a pretty good thrower but then has had to run more in the league because he's not a, advanced enough as a thrower to yeah. just be a thrower like he was at Ohio State so I don't know if there's a guy that I, I think Daniels is the most dynamic runner that's come through the draft since Lamar and I don't know if there's another like great current comp in the NFL but, Cunningham. <laughs> but if you're if you're if you're a Jaden Daniels person like that and you are the team that takes Jaden Daniels I don't see how you build an offense around him unless it's like Baltimore's like it's gonna have to be like that for him to you do think that yeah I really do like I I think that sure you could run like a spread and and have him do it maybe a little bit less like you're not gonna be running like real quarterback runs like Baltimore does is a little better thrower coming out of college than uh Lamar was um I've heard that I, I always thought that Lamar was a really good thrower and was kind of underrated as a passer coming out of college. He's got a funny motion. I think that threw a lot of people off. Yeah. He had some mechanical issues that he had to work on for sure. But in terms of like seeing the field and processing and things like that, I think Lamar kind of got, got a stereotype uh, rap coming out. But I, maybe that's changed now. Like Jaden Daniels, maybe they, they realize that that was archaic and thinking that way, and, and now it's different. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think there are guys, but, I mean, I agree with the way Evan said it. No one really runs like Lamar. Like, yeah. that's oh, a different geez. level. of Like, like Stroud, I, you know, is – I think he's, a, you know, more of a passer mm-hmm. than a runner, but he can obviously, you know, extend plays and, and make plays with his legs. So I think there have been some guys that have had success doing it, you know, different ways. Josh Allen certainly, um, you know, is, is that kind of a – you know he's he he uses his legs a lot. You know, and I don't think if he just if he just dropped back in the pocket and had to throw the ball thirty five times every game from between the tackles and d- and didn't ever run, I don't think you'd look at him the same way. No, no. Yeah, he I, needs that other element. And yeah. I think that's what the Patriots defense did to him on Sunday yeah. was kind of made him sit there, hit the second and third read in rhythm from the pocket, and he struggled. So yeah. I, I actually am starting the more of Drake May that I've watched. I kind of see a little bit of Josh Allen in him. Yeah, I it, said that on the radio and got laughed. Yeah, at the other day. no, I, 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 I think it's, 
I, I originally had the, the Herbert comparison that everybody else has, but Herbert, I think, is a little bit more under control with the way that he plays. I think Drake May has got a little bit of that Josh Allen. Uh, Trevor, I saw him throw a lefty pass at one yeah. point, too. Like, he's, he's, I mean, he's fun and if you yeah. like that kind of thing. Uh, tre- Trevor from <laughs> like Kansas City writes in, uh, I'm so glad people have finally watched Michael Penix so they realize if he didn't have medical concerns, he'd be in discussion for the first overall pick. I'd still love to take him even top five if there's no long-term structural damage. I think what I learned most from the Mac experiment experiment isn't that you need to be a physical specimen to succeed, but you have to have mental toughness. There's no QB in this draft that has shown more mental toughness than Michael Penix Jr. Go get him. That's a good – I mean, it's a fair point. Like, the guys come back from – 17 injuries and transfers and has that team like let's see what he looks like against michigan's defense the best defense in college football i kind of wish that they were playing alabama just because then you could see him against saban but at the same time like michigan's defense is is probably the best statistical defense in college football this year so let's see how he looks if he tears up michigan's defense like he did the texas then then we're he's gonna yeah. fall in the hole between where the patriots are and between the first and second pick it's i agree on the happen. mental toughness with Penix wholeheartedly yeah. but you, know, you just have to be a little snarky i just like to thank the readers for introducing us to the, the best players coming out of the draft every year <laughs> well that's what evan said yesterday nice. he came in he was just like oh everyone watches Penix, and now everybody's like, a fan. i'm glad <laughs> someone got to watch michael Penix. <laughs> like right. like i did like i didn't yeah. see him play like 10 games at indiana like yeah. four years yeah, ago i know yeah. uh ian from oh, the uk Ty Fogle, by the way was the receiver that i was nice, trying to remember nice Paul, Paul. ian from nice the Paul. uk would drafting Penix in the second round be similar to drafting Gronk in terms of risk-reward. I get Penix no. has more injury issues. Way less but, of a risk. Yeah. But is it a chance worth taking depending, depending on what we want to do with our – Yeah, that would be way, their way less of a risk than Gronk. Gronk did not play his last yeah. year in college. And a back injury too. There was I mean, a chance that he was not ever going to be able to be physically you know, fit enough to play in the NFL. Plus he seems yeah. like a meatball, right? Like he oh, fell asleep God. in his visit. I mean, there That's was, there so was a risky pick. Like think Michael Penix isn't falling asleep in his meeting. That he was that injured and then is the greatest tight end of all time. Yeah. <laughs> like to go yeah. like, from like that just as easily could have been. He, yeah. he went to training camp, blocked a guy, and hurt his it. back and never played. Yeah. yeah. Like that just as easily could have unfolded that way. Especially with how they protect quarterbacks in the league now too. Like I just, Penix, I his injuries are bad, but it it's been a couple years since he's been hurt, and he he's been healthy at Washington. Yeah, and That's, you guys, I don't know. One of you, one of you two said it yesterday. That's going to be the big thing at the combine, his medicals, yeah. and yeah. you know, I think the the previous emailer pointed out, like, is it something that they think is structural and it's going to be more like? Because I don't know necessarily that you tear your ACL and that means that you're more susceptible to do it again. Now it definitely strips you a little of your you burst on athleticism and all that, but that I don't know if that necessarily makes you a bigger injury risk moving forward. Yeah, because no. at Indiana he was a runner. Like at Indiana he could run around, and he doesn't run as nearly as well. Now he can still move off his spot. He, and, he moves the pot. Yeah, he yeah, moves in the pocket. Very yeah, well. but he doesn't. He was he was a guy that would have added like design runs on top of what he was now at Indiana. But he he's, he's had, kind of a power runner in Indiana too. They yeah. used to use him like Tebow. Maybe maybe he's gotten better as a yeah. passer because he's lost. Maybe that, that. was the problem. <laughs> and, that, and, and that was the problem. <laughs> right. yeah. and just run tore, him over. And he tore his ACL yeah. twice. Right. Uh, AJ in the Bay Area, does picking a quarterback in the top five and using one of the subsequent picks on a tackle mean that you are doing nothing to protect the quarterback? There must be something I'm missing. Is tackle a position like quarterback that if you pick outside of the early first round? You're hoping for good luck 
that they are suitable for a championship roster. Are no. there only 10 ta left tackles in the NFL that enable you to be a Super Bowl contender? Kind of like there are only about 10 quarterbacks. Just isolating the offensive side of the football and oversimplifying the formula to being a successful team in this league, you need a top eight quarterback, a top 20 wide receiver, and a solid O-line. Doesn't that logic lend itself to getting a quarterback in the top of the draft and using the subsequent picks toward those other assets in the order of their importance to the formula of success? I agree tackle is more important than guard, but wouldn't using a first-round pick when you don't have your quarterback be similar to the Cole Strange pick, where even if he ended up being the best tackle in the league, you could still be less than a playoff team. I don't even understand what he's saying. I, I, don't, really don't. I, I, mean, I, I kind of understand yeah. it. I just I think the difference is is that the Patriots used to operate in a world at, on offensive line where they could hand Dante Scarnecchia anybody and he would turn him into a, a starting caliber tackle. Right. And now they don't operate in that world anymore where they have the developmental ability at coaching. Maybe they maybe they hire a new offensive line coach. Maybe Adrian Clem ends up being better at his job than I think. But right now, you have to hand whoever is going to be coaching that group a talented room because I don't think that they're just going to tear – turn you know whoever sebastian volmer in the second round from houston and turn him into a, a starting right tackle for eight years right. like but, I, I don't think but that's you do not happen. have to take a tackle in the top five to get a good tackle well number one number two there's a lot of teams that have success with average to below average right. offensive lines yeah the, the more important thing is how good does your or how high of draft picks does your role line need to be to be a championship caliber team no like, and i'm not saying that if whatever the way this turned out let's say it's disaster okay and they beat the jets and everybody else loses and you drop to like six i think it's five is the lowest okay so five and you know everybody's gone the trades went up in front of you you couldn't do it like i'm not saying that you don't take joe alt or fashanu i'm not su suggesting that you don't do that but i i do think in this draft the way that they've talked about this there are other tackles that will go in the top 20 so I think you can get, like, the third or fourth tackle, and they might all be the same. That's probably not going to happen with, all, with quarterback. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it'd be yeah. better to invest in the best offensive line coach that you can find. Well, that I mean, I think the offensive line coach is maybe the most important assistant coach you have on your entire staff. And, the, like, that, that spot, because you're coaching a bunch of guys, like, it's probably the biggest group of guys that you have to coach. And it's about getting all five guys to do it together at the same time. Like yeah. that's a really hard and, and nobody thing else, to do. none of the other coaches want to deal with it. So you're kind of off on your own. Yeah, and it's like know? one of those things too. And I think this was Matt Patricia's problem, where like if you weren't born in it, then you can't understand it. Like if you're if you weren't you know a guy like Dante Scarnecchia who did it for so long, or an offensive lineman in the past, or whatever. Like it's so hard to learn the language. It's a, it's difficult if you haven't really been in the, the trenches and in that spot. I, I would just say, like, put the name to the claim. Like, they have right now Vidarian Lowe and Calvin Anderson as their tackles on the roster. So, you know, if you want to tell me that I cannot the stand. seventh tackle is going to be just fine, okay. But I also maybe would like to just say, hey, can we just get an absolute stud and make this guy a cornerstone of the franchise? And then no matter what quarterback we're going to put in there is going to be very well protected. And, you know, this is – and not even on the field, but like a guy – who's going to be a face of the franchise. Like, I don't know. I just, it's easy to say that, but like there's no good tackles in free agency. Like you're, you're kind of screwed at the position this yeah, year. And yeah, that, that's you know, a to really say, well, you're just going to throw a second or third rounder in there and it'll be fine. Like, 
It's a little concerning to me, especially if you're talking about a rookie quarterback getting in there and he's going to get his bell rung. That's uh, a big problem is the free agent market is terrible. Like Trent Brown and Mike Onwenu are two of the best free agent tackles that are going to be available. Mm. And that that's the two guys you have right now that you think aren't good enough. So uh, the, the tackle class is pretty top-heavy, uh, but there are quite a few guys that are going to go in the top 50 picks that people think can play. But then it just drops off completely, whereas like wide receiver – is it's really, deep. really deep yeah like this is probably one of the best wide receiver classes we've seen in the last and we five say years that like so. every year i feel like you know there's always just a collection of guys over the first two days that you know will be able to make an impact and that's i just feel uh, like i mean they they absolutely need to draft tackles i mean yeah, i mean they should have last year really that's I, the i just yep. feel like we kind of gloss like I, I think evan's point about the way that the unit has been coached is as big a part of the problem because i've seen them operate with average to below average players at these positions and it's been fine now obviously tom brady helps that and you don't have that but i i i think that they've had problems with communication and with um you know sort of execution on on simple stunts that happen all the time yeah the communication's poor so i think that's partly at least on the coaching yep yep rich in new york uh enjoying the show during the workday, as always, I agree with Evan from past shows who commented on the baggage about Caleb Williams with his father, etc. That couple with Caleb's poor play against good teams makes me skeptical about picking him so high. I think Jaden Daniels has the grit to be an NFL quarterback despite his frame not being as big as Lamar, etc. When Jaden transferred from Arizona State, his teammates made fun of him and trashed his locker. Last Washington. Did yeah. you hear that? They scored 50. I, I mean, they're having a whisper. I think like like he he got killed against Notre Dame. This and Notre year. Dame stinks. There's, there's no doubt about that. Washington pretty good. Yeah, they got in a shootout in that game. Uh, yeah. When Jaden transferred from Arizona State, his teammates made fun of him and trashed his locker. The video went viral online. He didn't run home to his mother crying. He balled out at LSU and, and won the Heisman. And there it is. Separately, how do you compare the situa- uh, this this situation to the early '90s when the Patriots drafted Drew? Yes, I know they had the number. The number one pick that year. How do you know Jaden Daniels didn't go home and cry to his mom? <laughs> Just oh, because and, it wasn't on the way, TV he, doesn't mean he didn't do it. Like <laughs> Caleb Williams ran hiding from Oklahoma and went to USC. And what did he do? I'll, I'll fill it in. He won the Heisman. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, Just you know, like look, look, again, if you don't want J, uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden, wh- whoever you pick, that's fine. I just – Please don't give me that he cried to his mother as a reason why you don't want to take Caleb Williams. Tell me something football-wise why you don't want to take him. A little bit of – a couple of news items here real oh, quick. Oh, oh. Uh, not, nothing major, but uh-huh. uh, the Chiefs are saying that Patrick Mahomes is not playing in the game on oh, Sunday picks. against the Chargers, uh, which matters because the Chargers are 5-11 and 11 and are right in the, in the mix draft pick-wise. Uh, so that that adds entry to that, and also Zach Wilson still not out of concussion protocol, so Trevor looking like Trevor Simeon, Simeon. for the Jets. Uh, uh, can I ask a question though, Paul? Like, did we play like, him when he was at Denver? Uh, Simeon, we've played him before. So. Yeah. I don't remember where it was. Just just regards with the the crying doesn't bother me, but the, it felt the, the father thing worries me. But I'm it not going to lie about that. It felt that. kind of performative. And uh, that and that and yeah, that I, would I, be I don't cry and I don't care, but the performative nature. I would of agree it, with that. 
that that that's a little bit that. of a, a bug to me. Okay, I think I think he's a little bit of a head case. It's it's fine if you think that's a bug. Like again, I don't have any problem with including all of this. Just don't tell me he stinks because of that. Oh yeah, which is what's happening, not to the people who matter. The people on the radio are yeah. saying this. Yeah. Like he cried to his mother, "I'm out on him." Yeah. Like I've heard that like ten times by my boys on my show. Yeah. I'm out on him. He cried. It's not even okay. Cr- yeah, that's as long I mean. as we're being rational about it. Right. It's not the crying. It's just you know it felt like I'm going to make this about me right yeah. now, oh. and yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just worry about him in this market. Like I don't worry about him in terms of his talent. Like I'm kind of with Paul on this. Like in terms of uh, all that type of stuff. But I just worry about him in this market. Like is he mentally tough enough? to handle Boston because if he doesn't play well right out of the gate or if he struggles like Mac did, you know, after a good rookie year, like I don't know how Mac handled being in this environment. I don't know if it was the best for him that every single person is shouting that he stinks and that, you know, Zappy's getting chance, right? right? Yeah. Like, I don't know how all that stuff really, (laughs) they lost that game 52 to 42. He doesn't play well against good teams. That was the game. That was the game. That was the Washington. That was was against Washington, the best team that they played. Yeah. Uh, Colin in Scotland, uh, do you think we could get Justin Fields for a third or fourth round pick and try and get Marvin Harrison Jr. with our first pick? Or do you think Fields is a lost cause? I think you could get him maybe maybe with a third round pick. Because I, I, I saw the Fowler thing. It said second and second or third. Mm-hmm. And I got to think the Patriots being in the high second, they would be closer to third. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, they, if you think it's second or third, you're not going to get a high second for him. It's probably going to be something in between. I, I feel skewed because we saw him play pretty well here against the Patriots last year when, when they, you know, that was probably the worst, one of the worst losses of the season. I don't know. I can't, I don't feel like I can speak really to like, he still has talent. I mean, you see what he does, but it just isn't consistent. And I think trying to predict whether someone will find that consistency and be able to play game in, game out, not making dumb mistakes, making good throws, you know, throwing it away when the time. Like, it's it's really hard to predict, and I think that's exactly what Chicago is probably asking themselves right now. But we kind of talked earlier, like, that you've, you've spent the pick on the guy. You've invested in him a little bit. Maybe fill a couple other needs and then see what happens with him this year. And if you got to go back to it, then then you got some other pieces in place waiting for that guy. Yeah, I'm not too interested in Justin Fields. Nah. Like, and I was a big fan of his coming out. That that would only be if I can't, if I can't get anybody. Yeah, yeah, I just don't really see how that's a means to an end for the Patriots. Like, so you're going to take another quarterback that that needs that's missing something. There's just something you know the consistency thing. I think is is exactly it, Mike. That he's just not as a thrower. He's just not consistent enough to do it for four quarters yeah. every week and consistently be locked in and you're going to try to fix that problem I, I just I don't see it I think I also think I've been a little bit I don't want to say broken by Cam Newton but like just that year of Cam Newton like I just I have no desire for a retread quarterback like I, there's just a big part of me that would just say I'd rather get my butt kicked with Bailey Zappi and get you know and get a first overall pick then you know to bring in one of these guys who's been everywhere and you don't really have any hopes of doing anything with them but you need to put somebody in the position and it can't be you know Bailey Zappi again so I'm probably wrong I know it but I just am like I just I'm like go back to your Stidham thing like I just like just play Stidham then like let, let's just take our lumps and instead of trying to right, fake it with a, with a with a film but I, I don't like it wouldn't be this would be a br- that would totally be a bridge guy, not yeah. not a no, fake it. Know. We're not we're not like we're not taking a run. Like and again, I agree with you guys. If there's four or five quarterbacks that I would say, like 
I don't really like Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy, but you could sell me on the other the other four. Yeah. Williams, May, Daniels, and Penix. You could yep. sell me on uh, on those four. But that doesn't mean you can get them. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get them. And, and if they don't, I don't just want to run it back with Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Like, I, I want something to come in here. Now, maybe you'd say, well, that's too expensive getting, you know, Justin Fields. You know, there's got to be this year's version of Baker Mayfield available or something yeah, like Baker that. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to be available. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's especially if they him. Especially if they win Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Joe from Watkins Glen writes in, oh. Fred's talking about the 2014 movie Draft Day where the quarterback who was supposed to go number one had a party and none of his teammates went to it, <laughs> and he ended up falling in the draft. <laughs> I didn't say it. This is this is Joe, this is this is great. Your guy said it. We've had our listeners introduce us him. to Michael Penix today. <laughs> yeah. I'd never seen him, never yeah. heard of him. Yeah. And now I don't know if you guys have heard this, but there's a movie called Draft Day oh, where God, Bo Callahan didn't have anybody go to his movie. Well. Okay. I want all my picks back. Oh, like what? Yeah. Like what do you what kind of realistic movie is it this? It was completely unrealistic. Oh, no. That's, that's the one with Kevin no. Costner, right? And oh yeah. No, you didn't horrible. think that was realistic? I, no, it wasn't, but I thought it was an I was entertained. I found it yeah. very entertaining. Yeah. But I was, it was entertained. Not realistic in yeah, any no. way. I went in with very, very low, low expectations. I did, yeah. I did too. And I was like, Oh, this is no, okay. It's 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 okay. Yeah, you know what else? You know why they ended up picking the the guy that they picked? Why? Because he gave the hundred dollar bill back. Right. That's he was right. the only one. He was right. the only one. He was that the only did. one. But, but Evan, yeah. I, I know you like you're looking for realism. Yeah. But if you were to make a movie about draft day, the way yeah. it really is, it'd be boring as hell. I, I, I oh, that's, uh, that is true. I get, I get that to an extent, but it's just like, can we have some sort of realism whatsoever? Yeah. Like it was that, pretty bad. <laughs> like he traded yeah. everything cool. and then just brought it all back. Right. Yeah, it just that it does not work. Evan, like Evans, you're the extreme end of it, but like my wife, who is is the most casual of casual football fans, she enjoyed it too. Exactly. I mean, it's like it puts it for people who aren't really right. like invested. In it. They understand at least yeah. the the dynamics. Of I it. agree it's with Fred. I found it an entertaining. Plot. Watch. But you know, it, it's like yeah. a, it's like a you know, yeah. draft for dummies kind of. Movie. I'll, I'll never get that two hours back. <laughs> uh, Travis uh. in West Virginia, I think this is uh, aimed at Evan. I'm not sure, mm. but he says since his play has been mediocre of late, are any of you considering removing the Josh Allen fathead from your bedroom wall? Oh, um, that'd be either Paul or Evan. That could I'm be either sure. one of yeah. us. No. I mean, Evan has more of a crush than I do, uh, but I, yeah, I'm, it, I'm fine I with do Josh have Allen. A, I do have a crush. I was disappointed I didn't get to see him after the game on Sunday. Uh, I, I, hey, I just, you. I remember me. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I. Bart was texting me all of the game on Sunday. Your boy stinks. He's awful. This, that, the other thing. Like, it's just I, unbelievable. I would trade places with it Buffalo really in a heartbeat right now. Like, if you were, yeah. and all of you would do the exact same. Yeah. If They'd he was be the pants off. If, if, you, they, if, if there was a trade oh, tomorrow, yeah. the, 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 all, oh. of these, all of these guys oh, on Twitter every, yeah. every week yeah. that love a, to tell you every time he makes a mistake would yeah. be pants We'd off. We'd have an emergency yeah. podcast that right. would be one like, of the most listened to ever. Welcome he didn't play well at all in the game. No, he was terrible. He was terrible. And you still weren't even close to really winning the football game against them. Right. So, like, do you uh, do you guys think they're in trouble though? I mean, do you think that he's in trouble that that the things are turning for him, or do you think that I mean, I, I just something if, feels if off. Trouble to me. is forty-two yeah. touchdowns. Then I'll sign up yeah. for that trouble well, any yeah, day. Yeah, but I mean, like, but but far as the team, like, you know, it's just it, does, oh, yeah. it seems like they, you know, and I, and I'm saying this because I I, I want Josh. I, like, I don't want him, but I he deserves to be. I think they successful. have successful. Well, I think they the have thing. some flaws. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Yes. I was talking to uh, a longtime beat writer in Buffalo when I was up there. There's added pressure on the team right now because they're building this new stadium. Yeah. The the state or municipal or whoever is uh, is 
going to pay for one and a half billion of that stadium. Uh, anything over that, the bills have to come up with, and there's, the minimum will be half a billion. You know, and it's not like they have a big corporate base there and they're selling suites like in L.A. and everything. So come to Buffalo. So watch the this guy was saying if for some reason they didn't get into the playoffs, it looks like now they, they might. But oh, like, I, that, it, well, no, it's not definite. But tough. We, we were talking before the game, you know, and he was saying if there's, you know, some reason they don't get into the playoffs, it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of people. If with, they lose, with tight they have a very good chance to yeah. not go to the playoffs. Yeah, and wow. the, so there's pressure on the team, yeah. pressure on the owner. That trickles down to you know RA and then to the players. <laughs> I, think I, I had to get that. It was good. That was good. good. I think flawless. his problem is so co- so much coaching though because of just the way he plays. And Dable just seems like the only guy that could get through yeah. to him to play under control. Yeah. And all these other people can't do it. But at the same time, he can beat you any given Sunday. Yeah. Like any, any given think, week, he can totally. torment you. Yeah. yeah. What I think Dable did was he, Dable found the like the line. Like you can do this and you can do that, but you have to do this and this too. Yeah. And where I think early in the year with Ken Dorsey, it was like you can't run anymore. Just you need to stop doing all that. Stop being stupid. Just stay in the pocket. Blah blah. blah. And it's, he can't play like that. Yeah. And then now it's you know the desperation sets in, and you they need, basically need to win all their games to make the playoffs. So every third down increases in importance. And you see him make a decision like he did in the fourth quarter where he's a yard short and he's trying to reach the ball in the middle of the field. Right. Yeah. Like you like most coaches would teach you don't do that on the goal line. Yeah, that's blessed. He did it in the middle of the field <laughs> with the ball extended. That fumble could yeah. have cost him the game. Yeah, I just it's so funny too because all of the advanced metrics still love the Bills offense and and they love Josh Allen. Yeah. Like the Bills offense is not when you, when you watch it, it's such a different vibe than what if you just look at the spreadsheet right now with them because they if you just looked at the stats and all that, like he might be the MVP of the league, but then you actually watch their offense and you're like, this is all right. over the place. And even like, if you look at the personnel on paper where it's like, you got Diggs, you got the number one, you got Gabe Davis, good deep threat. Shakir's kind of emerging as a slot guy. You drafted these, you know, the tight end who goes with Knox, who's been pretty good and giving the Patriots problems. It's, I guess I'm just looking at it. If I was, you know, a bills front office guy, what would I be looking at this off season? Like, what would I look to change to try to get him back that level yeah. where it felt like they were knocking on the they door need, of the Super Bowl. They need some consistency out of guys not named Diggs. Yeah. That I mean, and I don't know like if, if that's Shakir. I think it's probably at this point we've seen enough of Gabe Davis. It ain't him. Yeah, Kincaid. They want it to be Kincaid. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he's fine. But I, I just don't think you get – like they need a, another presence. Yeah. Uh, like a dynamic player. Kincaid, I know Kincaid funny to say is, that he uh, had a 51-yard catch. but Yeah, Kincaid's more explosive than I thought he was going. I thought he was going to be that steady possession tight end. Or that, and I think that's what they thought too. And as a rookie, he's been more the 51-yard catch guy than he has been, you know, just the – and I think that that's almost been backwards for them in a way. Like it just – they have been targeting him a lot – on like just little passes over the middle, like and just trying to get him to move the chains for them, and I just don't think it's added that much consistency. Uh, James Pettigrew, the most interesting Patriots fan in the world, writes in about the movie Draft Day. Says I remember taking a laminated copy of Jimmy Johnson's trade value chart to the theater, and being very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. Uh, that was a shot at you, Ev. Yeah, yeah. You know what would be be perfect though? I think for the Bills is like that DeAndre Hopkins move. You know where you get that like. 
a little older receiver, still got yeah. some juice. Does you know maybe isn't going to be the the huge contract, but you know to be able to get one yeah. of those. And kind I, of well, guys. I, Fred's I point. Think the, the, go th- ahead. the thing with them is the reason why they made an offensive coordinator move is because they knew they had the people to be better. We should be performing better than we are. Yeah, you but know? your point about RA is is yeah. accurate. I I do think there's like, and I I think he, unlike most, I think he's a pretty good coach. I don't know if he gets tight in big games, and maybe that's you know what happens, I and mean, that's a flaw, obviously. But I do think there's a staleness to it that like you're good, you're good, you're good. Right. But we just can't seem right. to get past the AFC Championship. We can't get to the Super Bowl, and then maybe there's a little bit is, of is a frustration a comp, level. Is there setting a comp in. to that? He's like Mark a, Jackson. Mark Jackson. I was thinking more NFL, but he's yeah. Mark Jackson. Yeah, like he the, he's the Warriors. Mark yeah. Jackson, and then Steve Kerr came in, and they yeah. yeah. I will say this open. about you know, like I thought their defense was completely done. Like when they lost all those guys, and they were giving up, they were giving up a lot of yards and a lot of points in some of those games. And McDermott was under fire because remember he sort of won the power play with Leslie Frazier. They didn't like the way they were playing. He left. I'm going to call the plays. They lose Milano. They lose White. They lose Jones. They lost a lot of players. Von Miller has not been good. He's been he's well. He hasn't really been a part of the defense. I don't call him a loss because he hasn't done anything for him. But they lost a lot of personnel, and they didn't look like they had any answers on how to fix it. Now all of a sudden, the last month their defense has played pretty well. Rasul Douglas, really, who just won that was a big move. Give Brandon Bean a lot of credit for that move. AFC Player of the Week, Rasul Douglas. That was a huge move for them defensively, and I I wonder like if you gave. Because I think McDermott is probably, like you kind of said, going stale. Like, I think that the, it's probably. Yeah. I just wonder, just, just from afar. Like if, I don't know. If Ben Johnson is their head coach next year and he gets, like, puts Josh Allen in the Jared Goff offense and, like, kind of gets him to harness it a little bit more. Like, I feel like those types of guys that are offensive-minded would have that ability to come in and, and say, we're going to put you in a system and, and it's going to produce the explosive plays for you so you're not running around right. like a chicken. You don't have and, to run. Right. You run when we want you to run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barton Poland says, question mainly to Evan. Shocker. Aren't you a bit concerned that most of Penix's production comes outside the numbers? He has horrendous numbers when throwing up the middle, and NFL teams will exploit that. I'm still not sold. However, if he keeps the production against a very good Michigan defense, then I may be swayed. Yeah, I just if you're good, like we could probably say the same thing. The other guys are good throwing in the middle of the field and aren't good outside the numbers. So are you worried about which would the, you rather have? Uh, I would say middle of the field. Not me. But I I think that it I if you're really really good at one thing, then I can build around that. If, yeah. That it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, and I don't know the numbers, so I'll I'll trust it. But I mean, I saw like an absolute seed that he threw oh. right down the middle for a touchdown. That touched on. Yeah. Like between right. the two right. I don't, converging I, I watched it like six times. Like, how did that even get through? Like, Mac I still I mean, I, I'm sure that he has the numbers. I don't, I don't have those kinds of uh, numbers. Yeah, no, can I, I, can I uh, itch a scratch for a second? Sure. You yeah. just brought up Mac Jones. Scratch an itch. Um, so there was a and, – and I don't know if this itch was a lot of people. Yeah, I have an itch to scratch. Uh, and, and you know that that's right. I have an itch. I'm, I'm yeah. itching. I'm scratching it. What, what's wrong with that? Said, can, I scratch, can, I, can I itch a scratch real quick? Yeah. So, Bailey Zappi throws three picks, and there's been a lot of credit, quote-unquote, given to the resilience of the Patriots on Sunday, yeah. which I would agree with. Yeah. I don't think they, they didn't tuck tail and go home and lose by 30. They kept fighting and got, their, got themselves back in the game. What, you know, and then there was a line of thought, and I heard it on my shows this morning, 
driving in, well, that's the quarterback, you know, Bailey Zappi. Like, you know, he didn't he didn't let it get to him. He kept fighting, and that's what they weren't getting in Mac in Dallas and in, against New Orleans. It, it fell apart. You know, once he threw a pick, it was all over. He was a puddle. And I started thinking, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't go back and look at the, look this up. But, like, I was thinking back to the opener where the first drive of the season ends in a pick six. And then the, next dri- then the next drive ends up with a fumble. And all of a sudden they're down 16 to nothing. And he responded with two of the best drives he had all year. They didn't tuck tail and go home. Well, that was a long time ago. No, no, yeah. no, but my point is it took some time for Mac Jones to look uh, like he did. Okay. So we get a few more games like that from Bailey Zappi, yeah. and then what happens? Yeah, maybe he's the same. Like, I think Mac, Mac Jones didn't tuck tail in the, in the first game. He didn't do that in the second game either when yeah. Demario Douglas fumbled and they never got to see the field again, as an aside. <laughs> uh, and also threw a pick uh, in the second half of that game as they were trying to get back into the game. No, they kept fighting to the last possession, and they gave themselves a chance. I don't think they had a, really a huge chance to win either game, but my point is, why was that not resilient? Yeah. Why is it only resilient when Bailey Zappi does it? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really even look at it that way. I just I looked at it more as Bailey Zappi just kept doing what Bailey Zappi does, and it wasn't really that remarkable or that inspired. It's just you know they. I mean, what, what really you, more did they do? And if you guys disagree, if I, if, if I've I created mean, a straw I'm sure man, he has less pressure on him too. But uh, but if I've created a yeah. straw man and people don't look at it that way, but I I heard that a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, I do think the context of the season and what's to play for in the first game of the season, and you know, not giving up. Uh, you know, after the first two drives of the season versus. You know, your team is already out, and you're four and eleven. Like, and, how know, many times have are... you heard how many more games they would have won if they made this oh, move sooner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, can I can I just ask? Like, can you let me know? Did he play like he did in the first half against Pittsburgh, <laughs> against <laughs> the charge, against the the Giants, or did he play like he did in the first half against Buffalo yeah, against the Giants? Right, right, and that's and that's exactly like like so much of Zappy's game. You can draw complete parallels to what Mac did. Exactly, and it's the same. It's know? basically the same. Mac Jones's, I mean, uh, Bailey Zappi's numbers as a starter are slightly better than Mac Jones's. Only slightly. It's like 1.2 touchdowns to like uh, (laughs) 0.9. Like, that's the difference. Yeah, Bailey Zappi's QBR is 38. Mac Jones's is 36. Wow. Is is that just as a starter? Is that (laughs) just as a starter? Just as a starter. Okay, yeah, because... Both terrible. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. The rating is like eighty nine to seventy eight or something like that. Yeah. It, it's it's not all that different. I think I wrote it down. The, the, I, the only difference really is that where eighty seven to seventy seven. The big difference is obviously the big plays. Like yeah. Bailey Zappi has produced more big plays down the field. Now he's also had guys make catches for him. So that yeah. that that might be like yeah. Jalen Rager drops a deep ball against Washington. He caught, he the, caught deep the one on Sunday. That, that's right. why I was doing my mic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, do you think Mac just looks in the side and I say, son of a bitch. Yeah. We, we get special teams touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. This jackass couldn't catch a cold when I was throwing it to yeah. him. Devontae Parker, too. Yeah, what was the Parker drop earlier in the season when Mac hit him? Out of the, the Raiders. Raiders. In the Raiders game. Yeah. The Raiders. Yep. And he was like five for five in contested catches in yeah. Denver. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No help. Let's get to the ace ticket no hotline. Help. He had no five help. Five, uh, Pat's 500. Eldred's in North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? Hey. Hey, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. Hey, Eldred. I'm doing good. Okay, uh, uh, Paul. Uh, Phoenix number outside uh, downfield is 81%. In the middle, it's more like 60. And a little bit intermediate, it's 55. Heard that uh, when they played uh, Texas. They said that then, you know. 
Sounds but like really good numbers to me. 60. 60? Yeah, really down the field? And he can run. On, down the field. That sounds like a pretty good number to me. Yeah, 81%. But um, no, he they also 60. said he was the second he was, he was behind the Heisman. He should have won the Heisman. He did more than, than Daniels did. He got his team in the championship and everything. Yeah. So, like I said, like I keep telling uh, my boy Evan, Evan, i take him any day over Drake May and Caleb Williams. Reason why? May can't play that good against a good team. And he don't, he's not that accurate. You even said it yourself. He's a model player. you got to groom him. Why you want to groom somebody when you got a quarterback that can throw and run? I wouldn't groom him. Yeah, I, and May. I, okay. Me. And William, he just came out and told you uh, a while back before the right <laughs> draft talking about draft talk. New England and Chicago, he would not play for. Yeah, I completely dismiss coming. any of that. It, I, yes, and that's yeah. why I, I said, why would you want somebody that don't want to come to your friend? You can't take I, Caleb I Williams know. anyway, so it doesn't matter. I, I think the, the thing Caleb is yeah. the thing is is that, you know, Penix you if you stack Penix's film from this year up again, he's has better film than everybody. You know, like he's had the best year out of anybody in the draft. But you're not drafting based off of college production. Like that's how they got Mac Jones. Is they they drafted a guy Thanks, that Sergeant. that had a high floor in their you know in the draft world like a high floor prospect that had really good numbers in college and got his team to a national championship and all that kind of stuff, but you're you should be drafting the guy with the, the best physical tools with the best traits and Drake May's traits are just better than Penix's, but there's more seasoning that needs to be done, but that means he has a higher ceiling. So like it, it you can talk yourself into either direction. But I just think with Penix, like comparing his film from this year to Drake Mays is apples to oranges because he's throwing to Roma Dunze and Polk and Marshall, who's going to be a first round pick next year. And he's behind an offensive line whose left tackle is going to be a top 50 pick. Like, And then at UNC, Drake May has Tez Walker. And that's like pretty much it, you know, in terms of NFL talent on that roster yeah. around him. And it's Penix not, isn't much of a runner, by the way. It's just not a fair comparison. Like if you yeah. put Drake May in Washington's offense – and you put Penix in Washington's offense, okay, then we'll see who's the better player but right now. Yeah, the most the most rushing attempts he's had in a season was 35. Like, that's not – Is that Indiana? No, that was with Washington. Yeah. He had the last two years, he had 35 runs last year and 32 this year. Um, now, that – like, I'm not going to give you the yards because that in college they do it screwy and the sack total counts as rushing for oh. the quarterback. So, like, he had 32 – uh, he had 32 carries for 13 yards this year, but that's not indicative of when he runs. Because he lost a lot of sack yardage, right? Yeah, but I'm just talking about the attempts. Like he's mm-hmm. not, Jay, you know, no, he's uh, much more of like a to a like move move off the spot type of player. Yeah, than and I a, think he does move very well in the pocket. Yeah, yes. uh, Todd's in North Carolina. Hey, Todd. Hey guys, I remember at the start of the year, and I think it was on. I read it on Bleach Report back in the day. I think it was like last February. Kraft came out and said that there's going to be changes and this team is going to come. And I think he was promising the season ticket holders and the fans in general that, you know, we're going to do this. How much of that will affect his final decision on whether he keeps Bill or not? Because I know you guys have kind of, some of you, not all of you, but some of you have waffled on whether Bill's going to be back or not, stuff like that. So I was just curious to think, if, you know, will that project forward or is this going to be just solely based on this, you know, right here and now? Well, well, I think I think it's the same mindset. We yeah. we need to start winning. So, you know, whatever how that manifests, whether it's Bill leaving or bringing in coaches or 
spending money in free agency. I think there's a sense of urgency with the crafts. There's no doubt. Yeah, that, it that, hasn't gone away. And that set the precedent. You know, like yeah. last year, it's like, and that's why we're talking about next week. It's like something has to happen next week. If it's not, you know, a change at head coach, it's another one of those messages of, you know, if they were to keep Bill, this I think that what they we're would, doing and why they would have yeah. to explain it. I think yeah. because you know yeah. that's what they've established already. Yep. Uh, let's go to um, Spee in Fresno. What's up, Spee? Spee. Good job. Yo, Happy New Year. Oh, hey, can you hear me? hey, yeah. Hey. Last, hear you. last day that you can say Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, really? According okay. to Larry David. I'm sorry. Right. Thanks for letting me know the cap, Evan. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, no cap. <laughs> I had a. <clears throat> I have a question regarding the, <clears throat> excuse me, the mechanics of, I guess what can happen with Bill and if if Kraft finds a willing trade partner, but say like Bill doesn't want to go there because like, let's do a hypo- hypothetically maybe it's the Lions or something because I, I assume that in Bill's contract he has some right to refuse a trade. So if he did, how like how does that work? Would he have to retire in order to get out of a trade arrangement or like oh. would that Kraft would that take like Craft, he wouldn't have to pay Bill's salary if Bill retired like that. Does no, that, that, then it gets messy. It, it gets messy because no matter what, if even if he retires, the the Patriots would still have his rights. So if he once he unretires, pay his salary. What? No, if he would retires, they, they don't have to pay his salary. salary what? What's that? I'm sorry. Would they have to pay his? I think it's 25 million, right? That they'd owe Bill on his salary. So would they still have to pay that if Bill retired to get out of a trade? No, if he retired, I don't think you have to. If you fire him, you do. Can I ask a question? Yeah. And I don't. I don't have the answer to this. I'd be a bad lawyer. Um, are you allowed to trade a coach if he doesn't want to go? No. I don't know. No, I mean you can't force a guy to go somewhere. No, but like I'm saying, like a player, you could force a player. You can him. just yeah. trade him. Right. And if he doesn't go, he doesn't go. Like you, he, he's cut or whatever. You. There's a resolution. I don't think you can just trade a coach. I don't either. Unless the coach wants to go somewhere else. Right. Exactly. Right? That's confusing. Yeah, and he's the GM, too, so it, it makes yeah. it even make me more confusing. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think that Robert can go to Bill and say, oh, by the way, we've traded you to Detroit. Right. <laughs> Bye. I don't think you can do that. You can't do that. <laughs> so, so what happens then? If, if he He's interested in go. going to coach somebody else, like, say, Dallas or a Chargers, and – then they go and they work out some kind of a compensation yeah. deal. Like it's much more we'll let him go. Yeah, we'll let him go. You, we know you want him to be your coach. Slide yeah. us a second round pick and we'll call it a day. I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. refuses that deal with the Cowboys. Well, he'd be part of it though. Oh, well, I mean, I think well, they're all part of it. You know, like yeah. they're all negotiating that yeah. deal. It's, I don't it's know why, why wouldn't it. he want that? It's not Robert and just you know Jerry Jones. I think that would be ideal. You get. I mean, if you have any concerns or worries. You'd say, well, we'd be feel better about it if he was in the other conference. Yeah, yeah, like, well, that would be ideal. The That's fact true. that we haven't heard what more if- of this because every time, pretty much every time a team fires a coach, there's time left on the contract, and they have to pay. This is true. They have to pay it, and the fact that we haven't heard more of this type of stuff means that it doesn't happen a lot. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? Where the team doesn't want the coach, they fire him. And then they get compensation right. from another team. When there's a, a trade involving a coach, it's usually, and I think probably 100%, the coach wants to go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. And says, I'm not coming back here. 
Oh, you're not coming back here? Okay, well, you're under, still under contract okay. with us. Oh, but I want to go right. to like Sean John Payton. Gruden. Yeah, yeah, Sean Payton. Or, or like Bill Belichick you know, from the Jets yeah. to here. Right. And, and, and Gruden right. going from Tampa to the Raiders. Yeah. I just think I Sean mean, the Patrick Raiders to the Tampa. That's a current example yeah, for right. some people. That ends, like, the, my, the deeper question, I was trying to, I'm trying to figure out who has more power in this situation, and you're making Bill. it sound like Bill has more power Bill. than crap. Yes. I, I think Bill has more power because of the money. Yeah. yeah, I also think we don't know what is in his contract. And I mean, Fred mentioned what was in the Parcells contract, and there's you know probably stipulations in there that might cover this kind of stuff that we don't. Yeah, have the only thing is the money. No the money is the is the yeah. issue, and yeah. and I believe the report that says that he's under contract for twenty four. So that to me gives Bill the leverage, no I, matter what yeah. the contract. I think says. Bill has all the leverage because he's yeah. it's it's his he's the guy like he he's the commodity right and mm-hmm. and in this case it's not like a player where the league is in control of the player the team is in control of the player bill could retire bill could go into tv he could coach someplace else next year and the patriots would have to facilitate it pretty much and and there's no cba for coaches you know cba only applies to players they've tried to create a, a coaches associate you know a formal coaches association with their own thing but i, I don't think they've ever been able to do no. that he certainly wouldn't be a what, part of it yeah, if they coaches did union. yeah, yeah. No, one, the, one there was more, a guy that used to be here this. that headed that up. I forget his one, name now. One more question on this line. So, like, let's just say hypothetically, Kraft is only able to find the Lions as a willing trade partner. Bill doesn't want to do that, and Bill doesn't want to retire. What does he just sit for the year? And they have to fire him. Yeah. That that's no. a, that's the, a stare. The Patriots have to fire him, and they have to pay him. Right. That's that's why Bill has the leverage in this situation. Is because that exact scenario. Now, yeah, okay, now during that time, now once they fire him and and he's still under con, they're still paying him. I think they still have their his rights for that year while they're paying. So then, like you know, if he wanted to go to another team, I think the Patriots could then ask for compensation. So they fire him. No, I don't think so, right? Well, they if they fire him, they still have to pay him. Yes. Yeah, but I don't think that that means that they have control over him. They made the no. If they fire him, they lose control over him, but they would have to pay him. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. why. That's why. Like, you know, that's why the Patriots bring back Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, those guys, because they're still getting right. paid by but, everybody but, else. But if exactly. he goes to Dallas, let's say, yeah, they don't have to pay him anymore. Dallas. No, Patriots don't have to pay him. No. No. Right. Wait. If he goes to Dallas, if they fire him, if they fire him, oh, if they fire him, they would have to pay. Yeah. If they fire him and he goes to Dallas. They'd still have to pay him. That's that's Matt Patricia. No, 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 no. Because Matt Patricia didn't take the same job. If Matt, if Bill Belichick left, was fired, there would probably be offset language. Right. If, Potentially. If, if he fought, if yeah. yeah, if he was fired here, Patriots are playing him. But then he takes a job with Dallas. Whatever Dallas is paying him comes off of what the Patriots are paying him. Um, I believe that would be the case. Yeah. Right. But I and they can, you know, yeah. t- but Dallas could, like so this is like, you know, a lot of people say Dallas Jerry, would hire him for a million bucks. Jerry Jones doesn't co- but pay. They can't. They wouldn't be able to do that. Jerry Jones doesn't pay coaches. The Chargers no. don't pay coaches. No, 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 right? no, 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 but, no, no, but, but this is how they, yeah. those teams might be able to do it. Yeah. But see, when like guys like Floyd Reese or, you know, Dean, uh, not Dean Pease, but uh, Dom Capers came here. They were on contracts. We hire them at a different position, and we don't give them a title, or we don't. But the, if if the Dallas tried to get away with that, say, oh, we're just going to name them, you know, the the Patriots would then go to the league, and the league would have to get involved because, you know, they're not going to the Patriots aren't going to let a team get away with saying, oh, we're paying him a million bucks, and you're still on the hook for twenty four million. No, but they could pay him ten. 
Yeah, I think I think yeah. even then the Patriots would. I think file they, a complaint. I mean you can file a complaint, but what 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 is their grounds? They do the same thing all the time Be- because the league the league would intercede. They would me- uh, mediate that. I think what's difficult about it too is that he's technically getting paid for two jobs with the Patriots. Right. So a team like Dallas could argue, well, could. We're, we're just paying him as the head coach because yep. Jerry's the GM, yep. and yep. so we're not. He's not running personnel here like he did in New England. Yeah. So they I could that, do that. Yeah. That, that's the other complicated thing. But I think that people that talk about it and say, well, the Chargers and the Cowboys don't pay coaches. Well, what if they don't have to pay him his full boat? Like, what if the Patriots are still on the hook for paying him? Right. Thanks, B. Um, uh, congratulations yeah, to Brock Purdy, the uh, leading vote getter for the Pro Bowl games. Wow. <laughs> uh, Chris is in Maine. What's up, Chris? What, what happened to Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Hello? We got to take a break. I got to go get it. Did you forget? Oh, are you kidding me? What? You mean to tell me that if I said we're going to take a break, we, you could have gone and gotten yeah, it? Yeah, I got to go get it. Why don't you say something? All right, I'm out of here. Go get it now. We'll take a break. out of here. We'll take a break as soon as you right, get back. Chris, I'm going to put you on no, hold. No, don't have to take a break. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Wait till he gets back. Uh, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. No, I'm, no, I'm good. Uh, I just was yeah, get one for Matt, too. Question. Yeah. Um, this be the, I'm going to the game, getting tickets for the game on Sunday, and it's the first time I've been able to get them for Gillette. Um, and I was wondering with the parking situation. Yep. Um, I've been to the Jet Stadium before, and you need parking passes. Is that the case for for Gillette? Um, only for certain lots. Uh, so you can find parking um, across the street uh, or at different lots. So you shouldn't have a problem. Okay. Yeah. Was that it? Okay. All yeah. right. Is that it, Chris? I to get my ducks in a row. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just want to say, drive I love safe. You guys. Been listening to you for years, and this is awesome. Yeah, drive, drive, yeah, safe, drive safe. Leave early yeah. um, or come the night before and stay at a nearby hotel. No, no yeah, excuses not to that's be the there. Plan. Okay. Hotel. All right. Good. <laughs> that's what I All right, Chris. Have a good time. Thanks, Chris. Yep. Have a good time, Chris. Okay. Yeah, the, the coaching stuff I do find interesting, like all it the is. different ramifications. I just think that they'd be best for all concerned to just forget about all. I know it's easy for oh. me. It's easy because it's not my money. Yeah. But I think it would just, you know, step aside and say, Ste- right. thank you. Yep. Thank and, you. What we did was unprecedented. Let's just agree to right. move on. And you know, you do what you want to do, and good luck. But you get what I'm saying, though. Every I do. T- every, I do get what you're saying. Every time a, a every time a team. No, I do. I know. Every time, the, no. Every time a team fires really fires a coach, there's usually time left on their contract that they're paying them. Josh and right. the fact that we don't hear a lot more stuff like this tells me that it just doesn't happen. You know. What well, doesn't happen? And usually yeah, they but, don't but, get but hired. most guys that get fired yeah are like either damaged commodities yeah or unwanted altogether like Bill Belichick is the greatest coach who's ever coached that's true and if they decide to move on he'll he, be different than you know that there's an idea that people will want him yeah well it's like, funny because who, who's cl- who's knocking down Josh McDaniels' door yeah the well Patriots, like maybe. well like Pete Carroll went to USC right away right or did he take a year. After the Patriots, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think he went right to you. I think he was the defensive coordinator in San Francisco. Oh, is that right? I want to say well, that's where he was I'm, before no, he got here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I forget. All right. Do you have that? If only there was a way I could look, look that up. I'll look well, how many? Like the question is, how many head coaches got fired and immediately took another head coaching job? Oh, there's probably a fair amount of those. So he took a year off. Oh. I believe Andy Reid did that from but, Philadelphia to Kansas City. Yeah. So yeah. like what? What happened there? What transpired there? You know, did the Eagles Kansas, fired him. No, I know, but the Eagles fired him. But did 
you know, the Eagles still have to keep paying him while he was at Kansas City. Uh, yeah, like, know. how did that yeah, work? I, I mean, I, I don't have the, yeah. Yeah. I don't have the answer to that. Piece. But All it's right. funny because, like, Bill is, like, simultaneously – you know, a lot of people in, in not us necessarily, but a lot of people are, are running him out of town here. And then he's also like number one on everybody's like coaching right. candidates list, you know, yeah, like, like I'm consistent. So. I'm not sure that is a huge market for him. And I'm, I am kind of sort of ready for the end here, but yeah. I wonder how much of that is bill. Like, I, I don't think we talk about that, you know, and I don't know, but I think that there's a do lot. Do you think Bill really, really wants to be back here after going through all of this? Right. Maybe he doesn't. He Maybe he wants out, too. I, I think there's a lot of the national media, not to pick on them, that aren't here every single day, that aren't haven't seen it erode the way that we have, that aren't aware of the missteps by, by Bill to get to this point with the Patriots. I think a lot of people look from the outside in and just say it was one bad year, you know, and now they're running the guy out of town and they they haven't watched it kind of fall apart like we all have. So his stock in terms of that, I don't think is, is taking that big of a hit because I think people are just looking at it like, well, Mac Jones just stinks and they have no quarterback and he had one bad season. I'm really upset with Deuce. Uh oh. Yeah, me too. I mean, he knows that. I was going to text if, him. If you don't get there right away, <laughs> there's a risk that they run out. There's yeah. a good chance. So you know he's coming they, back with nothing. They were giving it out at twelve thirty, and here it is one thirty, and he hasn't gone yet. You know, it's he's coming back with or nothing. Or it's cold. Well, it's, well, it's one. It's it definitely. Can't, it can't possibly not be cold. Right. I mean, like it's. What, but, what's he thinking? Bob? Yeah. That, that's you this trust, is what happens. I put him in charge of lunch one day. That's an error. So I will say, like, just to. To take the national thing a step further, like you asked earlier when Evan came back from practice, you know, any, any national guys around? And, like, no. I'm not surprised because, according to the national people, there's nothing to see here. Right. Like, I, it's ridiculous that you're even talking about this. Not, I mean, how many times have we gotten finger-wagged by someone in the national media because we're talking about the possibility that Bill might not? Right. I mean, even in all these Evan, uh, uh, Ian Rappaport reports – He's saying, like, you know, somehow, like, there's always some kind of language, yeah. you know, uh, incredibly, despite despite all his success. Like, right. to Evan's point, people just haven't been watching. Yeah. And it goes back to the end of Brady, too. Like, right. it's remarkable that they won the Super Bowl the last time. And then it's remarkable that they won 12 games the following year. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the, the roster erosion started long before 100%. this. Yeah. I, if people really don't missighted that as well that ba- offensively at least Brady Gronkowski and Edelman carried them to one more Super Bowl right and mostly Brady of course and then but that roster during the year remember when they lost those back-to-back games against Pittsburgh and Miami like we thought it was over then like not necessarily Bill fired but like just the dynasty and the run was maybe over then after the Miami miracle and everything oh god what there yeah. was one left. He has one. That's it. No, I don't need it. It goes to Fred. Oh, he's got uh, it. He has two. Two isn't doing it. You, you guys can have this. it. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, he's got four. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. That was well done. That was. Well it was. It got. It was kind of like your Taylor Swift thing that went right over my head. I, I, I missed that. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and then we're gonna finish strong. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 
iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with Unlimited Ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on Unlimited Ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on Unlimited Ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. Bill Belichick spoke with the media this morning. Let's listen to what he had to say. Some defensive stats uh, in games. And, um, you know, offensively, um, you know, Holland Wilson really been been targeted a lot, uh, handled the ball a lot. They're both really, really good players. And they got a lot of the skill players, too. Um, you know, the tight ends, Lazard, Izzy. Um, so, good, um, you know, good football team. Played really well against Washington. Obviously, some earlier in the year, but most recently against Washington, it was pretty impressive. Um, Sir Lions having a good year. Um, it's made like 25 in a row or something like that, minus the one that was blocked. Um, so, uh, Gibson, explosive returner. So, well balanced team that's, um, you know, got a lot, of, a lot of good things going for Kind of like last Wednesday. Kind of like last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we got a few guys banged up here. <laughs> you ever manage a game in such a way, Bill, where those guys that are banged up are just thinking about the offseason and next year for those guys and giving them less, less on the plate? See where the guys are going in the game, and based on where they are in that game, talk to them, talk to the medical people, and that's kind of what it is. It's just given you know, the season, there's, there's no playoffs ahead. Did you ever think about seeing a guy now, even if he's active? Players want to play. Practice work all year to play. If they can play, I would not play them. That's fair to the player. I don't know. But you see it differently. Having Bill O'Brien back this season, just what is the drive to the offense? Yeah, Bill's an experienced coach in, in our system in football. Um, yeah, he's got, got a good, good background in a lot of different areas and can help in really all positions offensively. And, as well as you know, putting things together from a big picture standpoint. Have you seen his help? Have you seen the growth of Zappi? You know, as he's been the starter, we've seen him playing the ball to get better. Is that do you give that part to Bill Ryan? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, no, Bill does a good job with the quarterbacks. I think he prepares him well. Mm-hmm. Just following up on Bill O'Brien for a moment. Yesterday he. Talked about the inconsistency of the offense, shouldered some of the blame for that. I'm wondering from your perspective for the team this year with the performance in general, is that more on the coaches? Is it on the players? A bit of both? Yeah, right now we're just really looking to put our best game out there against the Jets and look back the season after the season. Have you had any conversation with Robert Kraft this week about your future with the team? Yeah, I'm looking forward to working, getting ready for the Jets here. 
your team got eliminated by from the playoffs, but but they have played well since, um, particularly on defense. Is there are you particularly proud in how they've sort of responded and, and how they've followed your leadership the second half of the season here? Yeah, guys, these guys are coming to work pretty hard every week. Now that Zappi's gotten a few starts, have you seen him grown more comfortable into the role? Have you seen him now that he's had a few opportunities? Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. The experience is, is always good for a young player. But each week's different, so what the Jets do and how we play the Jets is different than last week or the week before that or the week before that. So, yeah, there's some carryover, some learning, but there's also you know, new new things each week now. you start thinking at all about whether he could be your guy next year or, or when you start evaluating you know, who might be your quarterback beyond just week 18? Yeah, right now we're getting ready for the Jets. Yeah, I don't think he's on the injury report. Coach, I know you're not big in the individual stats, but Demario Douglas has the most catches and receiving yards for a wideout in your tenure. Uh, can you speak to his growth throughout the season and what you've seen from him? Yeah, Pop's done a good job of, um, you know, absorbing different roles um, offensively, different positions, different roles, different type plays, uh, also some of the return game. Um, but he's a smart kid, works hard, um, pretty instinctive player. So we've been able to uh, do some things with him, you know, a variety of things with him. Have you seen teams try to defend him differently over the last month or so now that he's maybe a little more established? Yeah, you'd have to talk to those teams about how they game planned it or didn't game plan it. Yeah, I wouldn't say I've seen any anything that specifically targets him, but maybe maybe within a call they I don't know. You have to ask them. Bill, you talked about the Jets defensive front. You've got a lot of young linemen who have had to play a lot of snaps. So, Moffey, Moe, required the fourth friend to start the season. Even Jake Andrews. Collectively, individually, how has that group of players progressed to this point? Baptism under fire. There'll be more this week. So these guys are really good. Um, they play a lot of different spots, so they, you know, always matched up against the same guy. You got to block different players. Um, and are good. They're, they rest the passer as well as any team we've played. So with multiple guys, we got a lot of guys to stop. So yeah, I mean, those guys learn every week. And the young players to get experience. That experience teaches some things, and you know, hopefully, it'll pay off in the long run. Juju Smith-Schuster went on IR last week. Um, obviously, I don't think his production's been what anyone would expect or thought it would be. Just what, what do you think happened with him this season? How would you describe this season? Yeah, well, he won't play in this game, so just worry about this game. Well, I think you have had uh, three players start. Uh, David, Kyle, and Godchild. Just your thoughts on Godchild, what he's meant to the defense, especially to stop the run. 
Yeah, uh, DJ's had a good year. Um, really professional player, prepares well every week, does a real good job understanding blocking schemes who he's playing against, how different teams want to run the ball, even though it might be this, sort of the same blocks. There's sometimes different subtleties in that and, and who the backs are, how they like to run. So um, he's really good with the other guys that he plays with in terms of you know, helping them understand how the runs are going to get fit and so forth. So, yeah, he's done a good job. He's had a good year. What have you seen from Michael Williams this season in terms of progression? He has expressed that he doesn't come back. Have any talks going from? Yeah, I'm not going to get into any contract discussions. What have you seen from this season in terms of his goal? Yeah, I started the air guard, uh, and then uh, we talked after the Las Vegas game, and uh, started playing a tackle, and he's really embraced that. And um, I think he's had a pretty good year out there. You know, it's not totally new for him; he's been out there before. But he's seen a lot of good players, and you know, done a pretty solid job. And he'll see more this week. So there'll be multiple guys out there that he'll face that you know are all good: Franklin Myers, McDonald, um, Johnson, Huff. So. We got, we got a lot of good rushers. What trying has the season been? An offensive tackle with four guys on injury reserve, moving pieces, all the best there. Yeah, no, that's not the way we thought it would happen when we acquired some of the guys at the beginning of the year and then more, but that is what it is. The fact that this is it, the final week of the season, what's your message been to the, the team just to keep them locked in with no playoff implications going into this week? Same as every week. This week's about the Jets. Last week was about Buffalo. Week before that was about Denver. Bill, after all these years, uh, any love lost for the Jets? I had a lot of respect for what uh, Coach Salah's done. Um, put together a pretty good team down there. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. And now, great moments in... ...history. So NSYNC is playing at the old stadium. And, like, my, my wife is going, she's taking my nieces and stuff. The webmaster, who... Uh, Rick, uh, Rick Rick Ames. Yeah, he took this piece of cardboard and he somehow like bought this wire and it was like honk if you love in sync. But he, and, he but rigged he it, up, it. He rigged it up in such a way that Paul wouldn't see it when he got in his car. But once he started driving, it, it would flap down. down. So, so I'm he's driving, driving down, down Route, route one, 1 with this thing and everyone's and, honking uh, at him. And I'm meeting Beth at like Papa Gino's. And, and like everybody's beeping, and I'm like, what the? What I'm like, I'm driving like ten miles an hour. What, what hey, ass man! Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got that right. I, I looked at, it, I was like, oh, that's that's just too perfect. Honk and, if you love. And everybody, every single person in the building knew about it. Yeah. And they all like were what? And they couldn't wait for me to get back. Because I was going down to meet Beth and my nieces, and I was coming back, and they were like, how'd that go? That's another great moment from Patriots Unfiltered. All right, back here at Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Deuce did pull through. Good you job, got, Deuce. You got the last four Chick-fil-A sandwiches. <laughs> spicy. Were yeah. they Were they cold? Oh, yeah. 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 It's it not spicy. Oh, no. the it's locker not. room opened up. I don't know if you want to run Oh, did it already open? It's up to you, but. 
unfortunately. Uh, Ryan at Situate <laughs> writes in, a few days late at this point, but after the Lions-Cowboys games, I tu- tuned into a Lions postgame show oh, from their official That must team. have been fun. Oh, tell me more. You two. Whoever was on the show problems. was bashing the officials and saying that the refs took away their chance to win the game. Regardless of if he was right and the officials blew the call, I wanted to give you guys credit for the job you do and your professionalism. Other than Paul's vehement hatred toward the officials, <laughs> no matter what the team is, I have never really That's heard accurate. Fair. That's accurate. I have never really heard you guys make the refs out to be the reason for a Patriots loss. Oh, so d- I, I don't know if you guys saw, but the league sent out a video yesterday <laughs> to all teams about what happened. Reporting. And they they put it on the Lions hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, this is your fault. That was embarrassing. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, so apparently they, they slowed it down and uh, frame by frame and showed Dan Skipper like doing something to his chest that would like signify that he was reporting as eligible and basically they said they tried to pull a fast one on everybody including the officials and they yeah. that's why this was confusing yeah, yeah. So. I agree with that part of it I just think the Zabruda film you didn't agree with that <laughs> yeah. that was embarrassing that's uh, Corsese directed I heard Ben in Tucson writes in I don't believe Josh Allen is long for this league he clearly thinks he's indestructible, and eventually it's going to catch up to him. That final drive of the game, he gets the first down, just slide, and the game is over. Instead, he just he gets drilled into the ground and comes up lame. He looks to pitch the ball for no reason and takes a shot to the head and loses the ball. Paul, I completely disagree. I would not want him on this team. However, I love your references. Uh, You're out of your mind for that last part. Isn't he like in like year seven? Like how? Like he's not long for this league. He's already been in the league for for a decade. How how much more do you want him to be in the Um, league for? Fact check. Scanning. It was third and three. Got four yards. Yeah. You slide there, and you might not get the first down. (laughs) And I'm not lying. You get credit when you start the slide. Start the That's slide. where the referee spots the ball. I see. If yeah. they spot it correctly. Yeah. Right? Yes. And how many times do you look and you say, oh, he easily got the first down? And then, nope, the slide started here before he got it. He got the first down by a yard. Like, if you want to end the game, that's what you need to do. Yeah. Like, that's one of the times that I would actually say, that's when I need you to run. That's when I need you to be Superman. You get a first down, the game's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just feel like it's, it, it's, it's the one with the wild reach right. of the ball yeah, on a random like, third down early right. in the fourth quarter. That and I true. get it, like, from a fan perspective, but I just feel like Patriots fans, I'm sorry to, like, put you all together, but I feel like a lot of Patriots fans just want him to fail because he's on the Bills and it's yeah, in the sure. division, all that kind of stuff. So everybody always, oh, he's going to get hurt eventually. He's going to get hurt eventually. He has yet to get hurt. We're in year seven. And he's still running around, and he's still lowering his shoulder into people. And, yeah, maybe yeah. he won't play for 20 years like Brady did, uh, but I'm sure the Bills will take a decade of Josh Allen just fine. Yeah, who are you guys rooting for, uh, him and uh, Tua, him versus the Dolphins this weekend? Big, big matchup. Good I'm one. rooting for Buffalo <clears throat> because that would be good for both of them. And I, like, I, I kind of want someone new. Like I don't, I'm gonna root against Kansas City mm-hmm. more than likely, even though I I respect the hell out of. Well, Mahomes. if you want someone new, wouldn't you root for Miami? Yeah, well, no, but I mean that'll give me two chances oh. for someone new, Buffalo yeah. and Miami. Because yeah. they, but what do they both get in if if uh, if Buffalo? Yeah, wins? they. Yeah. You know, I mean, Buffalo would be the the division champ, but Miami would still be eleven and six, uh-huh. and you know they both be eleven yeah. and six, and I, I I'd like that. It, whereas if Buffalo loses. Then they have to. They need help. They need like Jacksonville to lose or Pittsburgh to lose. 
just to get in. The fact that Pittsburgh is even in this conversation yeah. is wild. Oh, well, we'll get to our picks tomorrow. Uh, Jay in Minnesota writes in, Tough week <clears throat> This weekend has me nervous with all the uncertainty with Bill and the team. I also can't wait till the draft. I need to see what we do this year in the offseason. Question. Knowing what you know about Bill, what do you think the odds are that Bill is willing to mutually part ways? And if he isn't, how much do you truly think he's worth, especially him being behind the times on the offensive side of the ball? What would you be willing to take for him, or what do you think his trade value is, or do you think the Kraft is willing to pay him out for all he's done for the organization? I wasn't prepared. I was prepared to move on from Bill, but listening the past couple of weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if Kraft runs it back. You know, I, the, the trade thing we I already talked yeah, about. I'm not. It's, I'm not expecting know. any trade compensation no, for no. him. I do wonder if like there is a, a Brady situation. I know it's not completely the same where. Instead of trying to go through this whole negotiation with the trade, they do just say, you've earned your freedom. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to be here, then... I would applaud yeah. that. Yep. Then just go. like I applauded it with Brady. And I know a lot of people don't see it that way, but I think that's the right thing to do. Me too. Yeah. I never held it against uh, the crafts that Tom was, you know, not franchised like he was just any other quarterback, right. you yeah. know? Right. No need. He deserved that. Absolutely. And Bill does too. I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, Longino, oh, Gino from New Jersey. Um, just want to say that even though it'll suck if when Bill Belichick leaves, if he comes back this year, I'm having trouble believing he's going to coach up the next quarterback with his mindset. What's to stop him from continuing to build this team the way he did these past four years? Robert Kraft. That's a concern. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. And it's not necessarily personnel wise. Yep. It's, it's coaching wise. That's my concern. Like, yeah. you can give someone else the, the keys to the, the shop, but if he's coaching in the way that they coach, um, and I, like I, I think I told the story yesterday, like, it really made me laugh. The first question of the press conference on Monday was about the kickoff return. Yeah. And he went into great detail with, you know. Got it wrong, actually. The Pharaoh Brown and this <laughs> guy kick out blocks, and Mac Wilson picked that guy. Slater got this guy. Great job by Rager. He broke down with like six different people did. Then the second question was Christian Barmore has been playing great, was a little quieter in this game. Did you notice any extra attention that Buffalo may have been given? I'd have to watch the film. <laughs> like that to me symbolized exactly why I want to move on. Yeah, well, he knows special <laughs> like, teams. Could, he could give he could give you a chapter and verse on a special teams play. He knows though. He knows everything. You know, he just doesn't want to talk about. You it. know what's interesting though is if Bill were to come back and they were to draft a quarterback. You missed my point, but that's okay. <laughs> it, it, there's a good chance that Bill's not staying through the, that quarterback's career here, right? Like well, I mean, well, I mean, he could point. he could very well retire yeah. early, and I mean, even if he had, look, you're here as long as you want. Like if the quarterback works out, there's no way he's yeah, going to yeah, be here stay, through his career. Right. Uh, Jason in Vermont, it is fascinating that with all the people on this planet, the NFL can't find 32 qualified candidates to play quarterback. The drop-off from the best to the worst is significant. Week after week, some pretty poor quarterback performances are seen in the NFL. I wanted to know if you could talk about why there is no better way to rate the quarterback talent coming out of college. Why does it have to be such a crapshoot? There are guys drafted in the first round that end up being terrible and guys drafted in the later rounds that end up being great. 
Do you know how much psychological testing yeah. is involved? That's a, I mean, this this question gets to the heart of the <clears throat> matter. Like, I think this is what's great about football is that it's so hard. Like, there's no way that you could accurately predict every single guy, and that's what makes it so much fun that a you know a guy like Brady or Purdy or you know a top overall pick like man, like it, it runs the gamut. That's what I love about the game, and you never you can't just put it into a formula and be like, all right, these are the guys we have to select because this is what the formula says, and this is you know going to be accurate. That's no fun. I just think a lot of it is is so much nature versus nurture like yeah so Brock Purdy works out you all know how I feel about that like that Le- like Pobre better you, you know if like, Brock Purdy was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals no one would be talking about him as a seventh round hit correct I, get, I totally get your point right so like that's that you draft these quarterbacks at the top of the first round they're getting drafted by teams that all suck so like if you're getting drafted Zach Wilson gets drafted by the Jets who stink and then he stinks like shot like that's not surprising like Justin Fields goes to the Bears who stink and he stinks so like that a lot of it I Matt think Wilson. is <laughs> is not just about the physical talent or ability of the quarterback Matt Jones I meant it, it's more about the situation that, that quarterback is getting dropped into not always yeah. but I think a lot of the time that that ends up being the case and that's why a Brock Purdy can succeed where a Zach Wilson can, even if Zach Wilson came into the league as a highly touted prospect. It's just all about situation. Yeah. Can I also say that, um, and I don't, I don't have all the numbers broken down, but I, I bet if you did a, a really in-depth um, researched draft analysis that you'd find just as many of the example that you're talking about with the quarterback early and late, like – just as many Michael Wenyu six round pick, Cole Strange first round pick. Yeah. Guard. Like I don't think that's I don't think that's just like reserved for quarterbacks. They, they miss sometimes. Sometimes really good players go late in the draft yeah. and sometimes really bad players are picked early in the draft. The the bottom line is more often than not, the guys that go in the first round are better players than the guys that go in the seventh round. Like it's just the way it is. But there are always exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's just resigned to just quarterbacks only there's like four quarterbacks that are any good in the league that were drafted after the sec after the first round was over uh chad writes in from atlanta when did you all realize that the season was over i gave the nod after christian gonzalez left the cowboys (laughs) game so unfortunate that we're at this point but as bill says it is what it is we're on to the draft and p.s still needing an update on my shirt no rush chad in atlanta Matt gets so mad. What you guys? You guys I, have a I game? think we got us. I, I said the Saints. I mean, Saints. I, I understand the, the Cowboys game, but I, I was willing to say. One mulligan. One mulligan. What was couple the record big after injuries. Cowboys? One and four? Uh, one and three. One and three. One and three. Yeah, one and three. I, I thought they were going to start the season 0 and four, and then Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So they were one and three. So I was like, okay, this yeah. is kind of what I expected. But then to I get. Didn't, I didn't expect to get shut out by the Saints. Shut out by the Saints. I mean, that's that says it all to me. Yeah. At home. Yeah. yeah, that was a bad performance. That was, and in hindsight, then also going on the road and losing to the Raiders, who hated their coach. Yep. That, that, <laughs> right. That, and then also had Brian Hoyer playing quarterback for the entire second half of that game, and it's they couldn't. It's win another that good game. point. Like, you know, it was the first sign of like, oh man, we're not even going to beat the backups Correct. this year. Correct. Like, because yeah. they could have, you could have talked yourself into Washington, Vegas, command. Uh, uh, Colts in Germany, like in stacking yeah. some wins together to get back into a 500 territory right. by the second half of the season. Uh, the 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 path was was there in theory, but then once they lost to the Raiders and they couldn't even beat a, a Raiders team. Going and, on the path. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing. All right, that's going to be it for this edition oh, of no. Patriots Unfiltered. We have to make way for John Rook in the playbook. Step inside. Coming up next. 
Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Patriots Unfiltered, preceded by Catch-22. Uh, and tomorrow we'll do our picks, so we'll see you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.